Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Seems like Xavier Rhodes agrees with me, my long-running statement that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in football. Tom Brady guy having a tough day with some of the quotes that have come out over the past 48 hours or so after that incredible performance on Sunday Night Football. We'll get to that. Baseball is, in fact, heating up. Got day baseball. I still don't understand how this exists in 2018. How they make any money on day baseball. That just boggles my mind. There's like 15 people at some of these games, and they are just cashing huge checks. Don't really get it, but cool. 
We got a little bit of baseball discussion. A little college football. Uh, we also have a little tennis. Sloane Stevens, who is the 2017 U.S. Open Women's Champion, will join us. We'll ask her about the Serena Williams controversy. A very different tone to last year's U.S. Open as opposed to this year's. But let, let's get to the story of the day. The story of the day continues to be the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I'm not sure if you're aware, really good game tomorrow night in the first. Um, it's not a Fox Thursday night football game, but it's a Fox Thursday night football game. The first Thursday night football game is NBC. The second one is NFL Network, but Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be on the call. It'll be the Fox's number one team for the, for the first game. This part of the new Fox Thursday night football package. And that's a big game. The, the Ravens and the Bengals, I think both benefited schedule-wise from getting terrible opponents, especially the Ravens. The Ravens got the Bills at home. We know how that ended. The Bills today announced that Josh Allen will start week two against the L.A. Chargers. Good news for the Bills. Bad news for the Chargers as Nate Peterman had five interceptions in the first half last year in his only start. That was actually against the L.A. Chargers. So, um, it is at least, it is fascinating to me, fascinating, that, that we sometimes don't pay attention to schedule. All of these AFC North teams, there's one AFC North matchup, Steelers and Browns, but all of the three, what you call quasi-favorites, Bengals, Ravens, and of course the Steelers, all got games against likely non-playoff teams. That should give you a boost. And here's how big the Steelers not winning was. Steelers have a pretty good opponent this weekend, do they not? Go ahead, I'll give you a chance to look at the schedule. Pittsburgh Steelers go from tying, remember they tied this past weekend, against the Cleveland Browns on the road in Cleveland, to this week, ooh, ooh, it gets real, as the Steelers welcome in the Kansas City Chiefs for their home opener. Chiefs kind of same thing, like, look, the Chiefs started their schedule out at L.A. against the Chargers, a team that people think should compete for that division, could win that division, and then they go to Pittsburgh, knowing that you have two road games to start. If you go 1-2, and two, you're in good shape. But if they go 2-0, and oh, really good shape for Kansas City. Let's just say Pittsburgh can't figure it out or Big Ben can't go as he had an MRI earlier today. The Steelers will be a game and a half behind either the Bengals or the Ravens because the Bengals and the Ravens play each other this weekend. They're both 1-0. and the story continues to be Le'Veon Bell, who yesterday was removed from the depth chart. He's officially become the Voldemort of the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you're not, people are familiar with the Harry Potter series, right? They know if I say Voldemort, it's he who should not be mentioned, right? You can't actually say his name. It's kind of like Beetlejuice. You can only say Beetlejuice twice. You can't say it three times. Otherwise, then he appears. So if you want to go 1980s and early 90s, you go Beetlejuice reference. Otherwise... You say Voldemort, right? So he's become the Voldemort of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there's lots of people trying to wonder, well, wait, is he going to wait and show up for week 11, sign that franchise tender tag? What do the Steelers do in the meantime? But he's run into a Trev Alberts type of situation. 
You guys remember Trev Alberts? I said the name to Ryan Music, and Ryan Music had no idea who he was. None. And that's not a bad thing on Ryan. It's just it shows his age. Ramos, do you remember Trev Alberts? I believe he was a linebacker at Alabama. Uh, let's try Nebraska. Nebraska. And then he was on TV. He was on, he was, he and Mark May were the studio guys to college game day that was on the road with Kirk Herbstreet, uh, Chris Fowler, and um, would be, end up becoming, De- like Desmond Howard wasn't always on that show. Anyway, uh, it was Coach Corso and Kirk Herbstreet. And Trev Alberts was always upset at his role at ESPN. And, and one of the things when you work there, the college game day guys for football, like th- th- those guys are rock stars, rock stars. They go on the road. They got their tour bus. You know, they have their own makeup people. People serve them food, whatever they want. They make a lot. They make a lot more money. They don't work as many hours. You know, they got like an hour. They, back then they had an hour show. They don't have to stay all day and do studio. They jet set around and then they do a sh- they would do a little bit of a show at night before the big game. That's all they did. And so Trev, not liking his role, actually walked off and said, I ain't coming back on a Saturday was supposed to be back on a Sunday. By midweek, he had relented and changed his mind and wanted to come back. And ESPN said, no, nah, we're good. They moved on. And the, and the point to who won and who lost was, I asked Ryan Music, had he heard, ever heard of Trev Alberts, who's now the athletic director at the University of Nebraska, Omaha, and his answer is no. Again, that doesn't mean that Trev wasn't good on TV. He was exceptional on TV. He was an exceptional football player. He was an exceptional analyst. He had strong opinions, and he backed them up with a ton of football knowledge. He was great. But he overvalued his value to their team. And they ended up replacing him with Lou Holtz. And look, Lou Holtz, he may speak with a lisp, but Lou Holtz was very good on TV and was good enough to where the ratings didn't go down. They actually went up. Be very careful when you walk out that door, when you draw, when you dig your feet in, when you give a hard line stance, because there may be a guy, this, this is the Jay Leno 101. Right? Why did Jay Leno never take nights off the Tonight Show? Because he was always afraid of getting Wally pipped. Just was. Why would I give somebody else an opportunity for a show that I worked my entire professional life to get? Johnny finally bequeathed it to me. I ain't giving it up to anybody else. They might be better than me. They probably are better than me. Take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that James Conner is better than Le'Veon Bell. But leading rushers in the NFL don't win you Super Bowls. Don't believe me? I have the last 10 leading rushers in the National Football League. From Adrian Peterson, who lost in the first round, to Chris Johnson. Remember he had the 2,000-yard season, CJ2K? They didn't make the playoffs. They're 8-8. Eight eight. Adrian, uh, Adrian Foster. Six, why did I say Adrian? Arian Foster. Arian Foster. They were 6-10. MJD led the league in rushing in 2011. They're five and 11. AD in 2012 lost to the Packers. Not all his fault. And you could point out that the last six leading rushers in the National Football League all made the playoffs. It's actually a, that's actually a lot stronger than the last six leading wide receivers in terms of yardage. 
But there isn't necessarily a correlation, or at least in the last decade, a correlation between having the best running back in the NFL and winning a Super Bowl or even getting to a Super Bowl. No leading rusher in the National Football League has actually gotten to a conference championship game in the last decade. And then you walk out the door and James Conner replaces you and does a great job. He Wally pips you. So, look, if I'm, if I'm Le'Veon Bell, whatever point you tried to make, it was in fact made. And while you may say, hey, I want less carries, I don't want four. Guess what? James Conner's good enough. You're not going to get 400 carries. But it's going to be fascinating to see how this Pittsburgh story has actually overshadowed Ben Roethlisberger being crummy or the fact that they may end up, they're going to end up possibly a game and a half behind the Bengals or the Ravens two weeks into the season because of their inability to win a game on the road against the lowly Cleveland Browns. Fascinating to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers. A team that has always gone, you know, gone hardball against most of their star players. And with the league evolving, the league changing, they're sitting there going like, look, you may think we're lowballing you, but they offered him a long-term deal. And if not accepting of the long-term deal, he has the franchise tag to which he'd be a free agent at the end of this season. And he's making, he would be making really, really good money. Guaranteed. The train has left the station without him. Kyle Brandt from the NFL Network joins the show. He has his own new show coming out. Plus, he has good morning football. I'll ask him what he would do with Le'Veon Bell. Plus, he is a huge Bears fan. Is first half Trubisky Trubisky or is second half Trubisky Trubisky? Oy. Oy. We'll find out next. But first, using True Car, you can easily find the car that you want. They have True Price from True Car. That allows you to avoid the confusion you encounter online by getting a great price that you can count on before you ever visit a dealership. The True Price includes everything. Dealer fees, accessories, you name it. True Car shows you what other people in your area paid for the exact same car that you want. Now you'll know what a fair price is. You'll feel confident. And your True Car certified dealer knows this, so they set their True Price competitively so they can win your business. There have been over 3 million cars sold to True Car users using the True Car Certified Dealer Network, and there are over 15,000 True Car Certified Dealers nationwide. This is not, this is not a small, tiny, niche thing. True Car users can save on average over 3,000 off MSRP. Stop fooling around. Find out what other people paid for the exact same car you want and pay less for it than they paid for it. Simple. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car. You're going to enjoy more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit Progressive.com today. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So the Matt Patricia thing's going well, huh? Uh, this, remember, from early on in the season, Mike Garofolo from the NFL Network revealed that he heard some veteran players were not pleased at how hard new head coach Matt Patricia worked them during training camp. They also 
did not like how many team rules were put in place. Quote from uh, Garofalo's Twitter handle, we talked the other day on Good Morning Football Weekend about the Lions veterans being unhappy with how hard Matt Patricia worked them and all the rules in place. Results like tonight's blowout loss to the Jets could bring things to a head both ways. It's important to note, and this is from Pro Football Talk, it's important to note that Garofalo said he didn't want to rush to conclusions, but he pointed out players could go grow more restless if winning results don't come from working so hard. He also suggested that Patricia could look into finding replacements who will buy into his approach if the losing continues. You know, it's, it's really interesting to me, the Bill Belichick assistant tree. So Bill Belichick assistants, right? It's a lot like Coach K was like this for a long time where he didn't have assistant coaches that did all together too well. He really didn't. And, um, and of course, that has mostly changed. Quinn Snyder is, is uh, widely regarded as one of the elite coaches in the NBA. Matter of fact, if you go to our podcast, the All Ball Podcast, me and Jay Bills, we talked about that. Talked about in part two, we talked about uh, all the different options: Steve Wojciechowski, uh, Chris Collins, Johnny Dawkins, and Tommy Amaker. But it should be pointed out that those guys' first jobs, Tommy Amaker got fired seven years at Michigan, didn't make an NCAA tournament, and Johnny Dawkins at Stanford. That is a historically very good program in the Pac-12, one that he can recruit for and. He didn't do well. Did did he's the worst coach they've had in the last twenty five years. Doing a good job at, at Central Florida, but it's his second time around. Um, I think Wojo's a really good coach. He's not doing as well as Buzz did before before he got there. Quinn Snyder didn't do a good job at Missouri. Now has then he had some personal problems. He went to Russia to coach, back to the NBA on their bench in the D League, and now is a fantastic coach. So. We'll get into a little bit later on one of the reasons that the the Coach K guys didn't work initially and are working now, but there's a lot of parallels to that in the Belichick guys. Um, let's welcome in Kyle Brandt. He's got a new show coming out on the NFL Network. You can also uh, check out his current full-time show, which is Good Morning Football. KB, how are you? Doug, it's been a while, man. We used to hang out in the same dressing room. This I know, cool. I know. Now we're now we're on opposite now we're we're on opposite coasts. We we cross each other uh, during the night. Uh, tell me about the new show that's coming out. Doug, you'll really like it. It's cool. It, for some reason, some way, on a network full of Hall of Fame players and award-winning journalists, I have been given thirty minutes every Friday to play in like an electric football playground. It's it's crazy, Doug. This football show. It's not, I'm not at a desk with the monitors and the teleprompter. I'm not on a miniature field. They're taking me and putting me in an actual control room surrounded by 50 monitors and 5,000 buttons, and I can play any play in any game ever. It's going to be like a river of nostalgia with the current stuff, past stuff. And, Doug, I would ask you, every person that comes through, I'll ask the same question. Yep. We love football. We love the NFL. We all consume it. But we also have one moment or one player when we were younger, when we were a kid, that got us to love the NFL. What was it for you? Probably Barry Sanders. Yeah. Um, and it was it was weird because I was a Barry Sanders fan who ended up circling around and ultimately going to Oklahoma State, where I I hadn't I honestly had no idea how good he was his final season at Oklahoma State, thirty nine yeah. touchdowns and. 
crazy number of yards, and they didn't even count the bowl game. Uh, I would say Barry Sanders, and you know what? The truth is, I would actually like to watch him more because back then we only got like two games a weekend. You know, it was, right. it, it, I grew up in Southern California, so if the Rams or the Raiders were playing, those games were on. And we might go to, we went to a sports bar called Silky Sullivan's, and occasionally we watched the Giants play because my dad was a Giants fan. I can think, I mean, it'd be incredible to go to the vault to see some full game, some of his great performances. I think that would be one. And then John Elway would be the other one. I, I mm-hmm. don't know if people remember how good a quarterback he was because when they first went to the Super Bowl, the first two times they got blew, yep. blown out in the Super Bowl, they probably shouldn't. The Cleveland choked both times, right? Mm-hmm. But I think he he was so much better than the rest of his team that ultimately they get to the Super Bowl and that kind of got exposed. Um, and then by the time they won the Super Bowl, the last two times, he was a shell of his former self, and I don't think people have an appreciation for how good he is. I remember watching that Super Bowl. I think it was one of the, f- the first one he was in as a kid and just thinking, like, he was clearly the best player out there who had no shot of winning. I mean, it reminded me sort of of, like, the Michael Vick uh, Sugar Bowl against Florida State. Yeah. Like, it was that same deal. So, Doug, if you were on this show, we'd be sitting there, and the second you said Barry or the second you said Elway, and yeah. I would hit a button, physically hit a button in front of me, it would start playing, and we'd reminisce about you watching it at the sports bar or whatever it is. And then we talk about it and get misty-eyed, and then we end up with the very conversation talking about the modern-day Lions. And that's pretty much the show, man. Everybody thinks that uh, music and movies and TV and football was better when they were younger, and so we keep that to them. I think it's going to be fun. You'll like it. Yeah, no, listen, and I know you use a lot of movie movie references. Uh, give me just, and this is totally off the cuff, give me, yeah. your, give me your top five movies. Top five movies of all time? Yeah. Uh, my number one movie and actually just lost. Uh, tragically, one of the uh, one of the greatest performers in it. My favorite movie of all time is Boogie Nights. Uh, we lost Burt Reynolds last week. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I remember seeing that in college. It was wild, and there's obviously it's this the subject matter, and there's so much there's sex and there's violence, and it, it just the dialogue was crazy. Uh, I love Boogie Nights. I think I think Goodfellas. I just put in there. Goodfellas came on the other night, and I'm channel surfing. Doug, I got a thing right now at home. I don't know if you ever have this. My wife and my two kids under five are on the other side of the country. They're actually in California. So it's like me at home by myself. So it's like I'm sitting here with the delivery Thai food and half-drank beers in my underpants just channel surfing. Yep. Goodfellas comes on, and I'm just putting the remote down. It's, it's almost impossible. What did I tell you? Off. Don't buy anything. What, take, take it back. Take it take back. Take it back. What, what did I say? And it's in my mother's name. Take it back. I mean, every scene is perfect. I turned it on, and it was... The Billy Bass, like, no more shiners, Billy. And, and I just, I could throw the remote across the room. I don't need it anymore. I'm going to watch the next All right, all right so you got, you got, you t- by the way, Boogie Nights, first date I ever had, it wasn't with my wife. It was a double date. My wife was yeah. dating the brother of the girl that I, I went on a date with. We had them over and we watched Boogie Nights. That's a true story. Doug, you can't watch Boogie Nights on a date. That really happened? Yeah, yeah. Well, the terrible thing about that, I mean, the final scene of Boogie Nights is really setting that you're up for disappointment. <laughs> you don't want to do that on a date, man. Or, or maybe, maybe, or maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Give me the other quickly. Give me the other three because I want to get. I want to get to a bunch of other stuff. Give me the other All three. Right, yeah, I so I got good times. I got Boogie Nights. Uh, I think I would put Shawshank for the same reasons as Boogie Nights. Yep. And then um, I'll put a couple stupid ones in. I'll put um, Point Break and Brewster's Millions. I, like uh, I love Bruce, both those. Brewster's movies. Millions underrated should be should probably be remade, right? But and I'm, why hasn't it been? I don't. I don't know. 
Point Break, Don of course, Candy has. Don Candy is a sidekick, $30 million in 30 days with no assets. Rick Moranis has a weird cameo in it out of nowhere. I love that movie. The Toy, also an underrated yeah. Richard Pryor Richard Pryor movie. I'm surprised that one hasn't been remade. Kevin Hart's probably going to remake The Toy. I see hey, that. Doug, I have see you ever the... seen what, it, what, what came to be of the kid who was on The Toy? No. It's not good. You should Google it after the interview. <laughs> Kyle Brandt joining us from the NFL Network. If you don't know KB, played p- football at Princeton, but he's also a huge Bears fan. Um, are you enthused or disappointed after watching Sunday? Emotionally hungover. Um, here's, here's the story with that evening and what that meant to people who, who cheer for the Bears. You got a good decade and a half of your life where you just can't beat Favre. Favre kills you every time. And that old, that old gunslinging hillbilly, as they say in Chicago, he beats you every time. The thought was always, we got to get Favre out of here so we can finally beat the Packers. You get Favre out of there, and the guy who comes in is even better. And then it's like, we can't beat Rodgers until the other night. The other night, things are different. You're on to the peak. We got a new coach and a quarterback, and we're cool now. And our GM is spending money, and we got the most expensive defensive player ever. And Doug, he goes on the court. You, you don't come back from the court. It's it, it just, even Al Michael said it on the broadcast. This, he said, well, Aaron Rodgers is done tonight, because that's the best-case scenario. Worst-case scenario is you come, you're done for the season. So this was like, it was this celebration and an, like a new era of Bears fans. And then it's like you could hear the Undertaker chimes and the entry music. He walked into the Lambeau Field like the Undertaker at WrestleMania. It really got silent. And next thing you know, he pulls out a touchdown pass. He pulls another one. And it's the same Bears all over and the Undertaker killed him. And it's like, this stuff, I don't care. You can get, you can buy $300 million worth of pass rushers. We still have Aaron Rodgers, and you don't. It was an incredible, incredible gut punch. Yeah, and, and Trubisky went from looking like, okay, Nagy and Trubisky, this thing is going to work, to yep. once, that, once they ran out of plays that they had already planned on running, they were like, uh, now what do we do? Oh, my God, he's got to play quarterback, and he's not that good. I'm so glad you said that because – what we're going to see now, and you know this, even now and over the next five years, ten years in the NFL, everybody's going to look for their McVay. Everyone wants to sign McVay. We want a young coach who's offensively progressive and is going to spread them out and do all these crazy things. And they're going to show up one after another. And, you know, Nagy comes from Andy Reid, but sort of in the same vein, young play caller, first-time head coach. Never mind. Just, just throw out the first series. They're always going to look good, especially in week one when they've had a whole offseason. Look at those guys in the fourth quarter when there's no play card, there's no script and they're on the road and it's loud and their quarterback is, is getting hit. That's when you measure those guys. And that's why what McVay did was so impressive because he got off to a hot start and then he sustained. Like it wasn't a one trick pony where, man, I came up with these crazy cool first 10 plays. Well, that's great. We need like 60 for the game. So I measure those guys in the fourth and then by that measurement, it's a tough night for Chicago. Yeah. Kyle Brent, check out Good Morning Football, and what's the name of the new show? You won't believe this, Doug. It's called the Kyle Brandt Football Experience. It's pretty cool. I'm not but you got, I, I Honestly, I've never had – well, I, my radio show was on TV at CBS, but I never had, like, my own kind of show thing. That's really – that's kind of cool. That's, that, that actually doesn't make me feel like – it makes me feel good for you. I'm happy for you. It doesn't make me feel good for me because that's an amazing yeah, – I'm the guy who watched leadoff, man. I I'm into it. Um, that, um, that's an amazing thing. That's awesome. I'm so happy for your success. Love Good Morning Football. Tell all the guys and ladies uh, I said hello, and thanks for joining us. Doug, give my love to SoCal. I miss her. All right, that's uh, KB Kyle Brandt from the NFL Network joining us weekday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Ooh, super early. You can uh, it, They replay it, though. 
And then, of course, at 6 p.m. Eastern time on Friday night, a 30-minute show to which he just sits in a room and watches old football games. Ramos, if you're getting, would you watch old Rams games? That would, would you? Watch? I do on YouTube. You did what? Yes. Yeah, I watched like uh, Namath and uh, you know his one year with the Rams. Little Pat Hayden back in '77. How bad were the broadcasters back then? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I just watched the game. I'm not really paying attention to what they're saying. So it's it's. Uh, what about you? Now, music far younger. If you were going to sit in a vault, a football vault. And just watch an old NF- watch old NFL games. It doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be black and white. It doesn't have to be eighties. It could be nineties. Black and white. It could be early to early two thousands. What would what would it be? Uh, I guess I'd probably go back and maybe watch those cowboy teams with Troy Aikman, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith. Yeah, no, they were they were really good. They were kind of boring. I got got to be honest with you. They kind of uh, Norv Turner was their was their offensive coordinator and. Uh, I mean, like, look at the numbers that Aikman put up, and they're fairly pedestrian, even though they had an unbelievable line and unbelievable receivers and a great tight end and a great fullback. They had the best running back in the sport at the time. They just ran. It was just a different sport then. I would go, if I was going to go around that same era, greatest show on turf would be more fun to watch. When you have Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt out wide, Oz Akeem and Ricky Prohl on the inside as wide receivers, and then you have Marshall Falk, prime Marshall Falk with Kurt Warner, like on that fast turf in the old in the old dome in St. Louis, this is not that long ago, but it's long enough ago for a lot of people have forgotten, and you only saw them in the Super Bowl in the playoffs. But man, was that a fun team to watch! Let's bring in Steve DeSager. What do you got, Steve? The Eric Coriel Chargers. That's what I'd have. And yes, the announcers often were very bad in the so-called bad old days, especially college football with Chris Schenkel. Don't even bother looking it up. We do have an NBA item for you. Oklahoma City guard Russell Westbrook had arthroscopic knee surgery. He'll be reevaluated in four weeks. NBA training camps open in less than two weeks. In fact, today, September 12th, October 12th is when the NBA preseason ends. So Russell Westbrook is missing the preseason for the Thunder this year. To baseball, plenty of day games in progress. The Dodgers are actually beating the Reds. This would be their first win this year against Cincinnati. It's 8-1 L.A. in the top of the ninth. Defending champion Houston up 5-2 at Detroit in the bottom of the seventh. The Rays have beaten the Indians 3-1. All-star Blake Snell now 19-5 for wow. Tampa Bay. Wow. Pirates a 4-1 lead at St. Louis how in many, the top of the How many eight. people do you think I was watching that Tampa game? How many oh, people boy. do you think were there? <laughs> Physically, no, you mean? Yeah. And, and listen, this is no disrespect to the Tampa players. Like They have nothing to do with it, right? This is just... It's Tampa. The weather's nice outside. They don't care. The stadium's crummy. Uh, there's no attendance like Miami. Yeah, I mean, I would. I, I mean, a couple thousand people. Is that is that well, all right? We were talking yesterday during the Phillies makeup game, and it, again, that was a makeup game, first of a doubleheader yesterday. But there were about 200 people at the start of that one in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. literally. And to answer your question at the start of the show. How can they make money on all these day games not in summer? The answer is they can't possibly, but the reason they're doing it is because the Major League Baseball Players Association continues to be the strongest labor union in the country, sports or otherwise. They got it in their current contract for getaway days. If travel's coming up uh, of more than two and a half hours as they're leaving town, they get a day game for more rest, and so there's far more day games now than, say, a decade ago. And by the way... Uh, uh, There are? Yes. And really? that's because the Major League Players Union has muscle. There's, and it more, there's more day games? Yeah. No. Yes. The Cubs didn't have lights before. No, no, no. I mean, talking league-wide. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I feel like, really? That's, that's it. Okay. I, listen, I, I believe you. I just, 
They seems- even they this even applies if they're home with an off day the next day. They get a getaway day type of schedule. We have multiple what five day games today. Six actually because that includes the Mets here in September. This is not summer. And by the way, min- minimum wage is going to be five hundred fifty-five thousand dollars next year for Major League Baseball. A decade ago, it was under four hundred thousand. Pretty good union. Good union. Bills rookie quarterback Josh Allen will start Sunday. The Eagles officially named Nick Foles as this week's starting quarterback, and Falcons running back Devonte Freeman missed practice with a sore knee. Back to you, Sager. Give me your five movies. Uh. North by Northwest, Hitchcock, Rear wow. Window, very good. Uh, Sager's deep, by the way. What's I mean, he likes these real cinematic, <laughs> amazing films. Uh, well, I heard Shawshank. Uh, that's that's an excellent movie. That's one of those, like The Godfather. I would put that if it's on. Which Godfather? Sh- uh, the first Godfather. Really? Although the second one was great as well. Okay. But yeah, it's one of those that if it's on, you just tend to stay on the channel. Uh, and uh, it's the title slips me, but what's the Gregory Peck one? He won the Oscar for playing the lawyer black and white movie that one's superb too uh yes i know what, you, what you're talking about i don't know why i'm i'm blanking on it uh atticus finch right atticus he yeah play, playing he played atticus. atticus finch yes uh to kill a mockingbird yes kill a mockingbird, which is uh, also a, a fantastic book uh, i'm not gonna go the book was better <laughs> the book was i hate the book was better guy yeah, talk about your one hit wonders by the way i think that was harper lee's only book that's true uh, my daughter harper uh named in part after harper really lee. yeah yeah um, but let's welcome in Dan Beyer, who's, uh, you can hear him after our show, 3 to 5 Pacific Coast time, 6 to 8 East Coast time with Ephraim Salam. Five movies, go. Five movies, just favorite of all time movies? Yeah, oh. they, don't, they don't have to, like, the whole idea of the five movies thing is this. I, I've said this, I thought Deadpool a couple years ago should have won the Academy Award. Why? It was, it, it took a, a style of movie, right, these action, Marvel action movies, and made it funnier, meta and just different. And, uh, you know, like, look, I suspend disbelief for the two hours I'm in theater. I legitimately laughed out loud. It takes a lot to get some, because most times you like, you don't go, ha, ha, you, you, you do the, you smile. That was a laugh out loud. It was the most enjoyable movie I watched that entire year. So I'm not going to judge you. Like, you know, if you like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, I may think a little bit less of you, but I'm not going to completely judge you. Give me your five movies, go. I like uh, Hoosiers. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is uh, in there. That, the so that's, movie- your, that's your John Hughes movie? Because I, I go into these John Hughes things to where I'm like, what's the best John Hughes movie? Most people say... Um, Breakfast Club? Breakfast Club. That's the, the classic one is Breakfast Club. You like Ferris Bueller. Yeah, I like Ferris Bueller's Day Off uh, better. If Of those, uh, I would put Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Breakfast Club, 16 Candles. Like mm-hmm. in those Six, three, I, but... I, I think 16 counts the best. But again, that's a personal preference. Um, I, the last movie that I just laughed out loud dying was 22 Jump Street was the, the the remake. I just remember crying in the movie theater. Of seeing it for, And I tried to watch it again, and it was still as funny, but in tears watching still, it. It's, it was, it's, it's Channing Tatum still? Oh, and yeah. And, both and, of them are back? Well, it was, yeah, it was the, yeah, because it was the second one, yeah. And Channing Tatum is so hilarious, and I... That's the last one that uh, just cried out loud. Are you the, putting that in your laughing. top five? Um, I I will just for the sake of this, okay? Because I just I I laughed so hard. But so, yeah. And you know I'm not a big movies guy. Uh, Major League would probably be in there. Um, sports themed as Where you well. Go meet about sixty feet there. And gosh, I'm trying to think of a movie that if I if it's on that I'll stop 
and make sure that I, you know, will just continue. You got watching. any of the Rockies? You got Shawshank? Got, nope. Um, None. Uh, Hunt for Red October. No. Nope. Uh, nope. Indiana Jones series. Uh-uh, not gonna do it. No, nope. um, can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, gosh. This is great. This yeah. is great radio. Ramos, give me your. Five. Well, you know, I'm not a movie guy, so. You can't find five movies in your lifetime that you <laughs> thought just, were really enjoyable. Hey. Go, Ramos. All right, really fast. Star Wars, Ghostbusters, Dark Knight Returns, Silence of the Lambs, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wait. Okay, so the original Star Wars. Yes. Ahead Empire, of, yeah, ahead of Empire. better movie, but Star Wars started it all, and so therefore. Got it. Yeah. It started it all, even though it was episode four. That That's wasn't correct. confusing to us as children. Okay. What were the other? You had Dark Knight Rises. I can't argue with that. That's incredible. Other Silence two? of the Lambs, yes. Raiders, and uh, Ghostbusters. The original Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Original yep. Ghostbusters is that, that is a that is a bad that is a bad one to put in with the other four. <laughs> it was great at the time. It just really does not hold up. Really does not hold up. That's the Loyola of Chicago in the final four. Like you're like, wait a sec. Wait, <laughs> like, what's awesome? Awesome. Awesome. You're like, really? How did, how did Ghostbusters get here? Really? I love Ghostbusters. I still do. I mean, there's lots of things I love, but anyway. You asked me for my top five. I, I know. Gave it to you. I know. I just, I was, you're like our, you do the John Ramos show and it's all about movies. And I just, you threw that one in there. That was a, a curveball. Where do you guys have. You also did Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Yes. Yeah. Last Crusade would be my favorite, but Raiders, again, I get the idea there. Started it all. At least you did not do Temple of Doom, which was just, it was bad. Where do you guys have Emperor of the Sith? Is that uh, is that a Star Emperor Wars movie? Emperor of the Sun. Yeah. Is Emperor there. of the Sun, on the other hand, fantastic, mm. fabulous movie. Emperor of the Sun, fantastic movie. Des Bryant and the Cowboys. Uh, by the way, you can hear Dan Beyer, uh, six o'clock Eastern time, three o'clock Pacific. Uh, he will be talking all Brewers, all Seahawks, <laughs> not a, all. Not a much to talk about after all, last all night. the time. Des Bryant and Cowboys are back on good terms. Could we see them get back together full time? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we'd like to get you caught up in a bunch of other stuff going on in the world of sports. We do it by playing a game. Game time! This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Borrow up to $40,000, pay off your high interest debt or credit cards with Lending Club. Go to lendingclub.com slash playbook today and check your rate in minutes. That's lendingclub.com slash playbook. All loans made by WebBank. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Steve DeSega, what do you got? Game, John? Real news, fake news. I'll give you the item of sports, and you tell me if it is real or fake. Item number one, Des Bryant tweeted out last night he has not seen or spoken to Jerry Jones since the day they released him in Dallas. Is that real news or fake news? That's fake news. You are fake news. No, in fact, he spent Tuesday night at a Beyonce Jay-Z concert with the team's owner, Jerry Jones. There's a picture of the two of them together. Doesn't mean he's signing with Dallas, but they were together last night. Uh, yeah, I mean, isn't Dez rep by Rock, uh, by Rock Nation, right? Which is, that's Jay-Z's group. I thought he just needed tickets. You know, rich people always want the comp stuff. They do. They always they do always want the comp stuff. It's funny, we had Dan <laughs> Byron on 
And Dan Beyer showed me the seats that he went to U2. Remember last year? He's like, going to U2. Great night. Rose Bowl. He sold me the tickets. I was like, I would, I would not go there. I would not, I would not show up. And, Distant is what you're saying. Well, we also got in this. I'm a ticket snob. One, I'm not going to pay for them. And two, if I'm going to get comps, I can't sit that far. Wow. Just, sorry. That is the definition of a ticket snob. I'm, a, I, I'm okay. Like, it's okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm okay saying I'm a ticket snob. Like, <laughs> I've seen enough concerts to know that concerts are cool, but there's not that much fun sitting out, you know, sitting out in the upper deck. No thanks. No bueno. I don't go to a sporting event and sit in the upper deck. Ever? I went once. Uh, Staples Center, you've ago. never been in the upper deck. No. Wow. No. Man, man uh, of the people. Uh, Yankee Stadium. <laughs> that would just look bad. Like, dude, I thought you're important in sports. Oh, and you're okay. sitting up okay. here in the third deck. <laughs> the rest of us have not been on TV, so we could sit it's with the about, people. I mean, I'd like, just, I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I want, I think, I kind of think it's a bad look. I really no, do. I, I'm not saying there's not I something think to it's that. Like, I, I think it's like I think it's like wearing denim to a wedding. Look at the guy that got shamed working in a store because he used to be on the Cosby Show. You have a job? What's going on with you? Yes, people yeah. have jobs. Hey, he rings that bell at the Trader Joe's, man. Ring that bell. Let him. Item two: Packers head coach Mike McCarthy told reporters today that quarterback Aaron Rodgers has not suffered any setbacks regarding his injured knee and still remains day to day. Is that real or fake? That's real news. They're real oh. and they're spectacular. In fact, Aaron Rodgers told the media that his knee feels a little better each day. And does he need to practice to play this weekend? Nope. And he nope. notes that he has played with left knee issues since he was 16. Like, nope, I don't need to practice. And you know what? Probably right. He says it's accurate to call it a sprained knee, by the way. Jaguars head coach Doug Marone has not watched a Super Bowl in decades. Is that real news or fake news? That sounds like real news. They're real oh. and they're spectacular. This is amazing to me is that Mike Zimmer thing we had that the Vikings coach didn't have a TV, he said. Conference call today with the Patriots reporters before the game this weekend. The Jags head coach insisted he not only had never watched the Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl from last season, but hasn't watched any Super Bowl for decades. That's unreal to me. Look, there's there's like, how many, how many million people watch the Super Bowl every year? Over 100. Right. How many million people live in our country? 300 million. Okay. There's a lot of people. Now you're saying, well, hold on. It's his industry. Right. He was a college coach. Then he was a head coach in, in the pros two times over. Um, I can tell you this. Like when you lose in the NCAA tournament, you don't watch the Final Four. You just don't. And I'd say a lot of I, NBA players probably watch the NBA Finals, but I don't know if all of them. A lot of them go on vacation. A lot of them get away with it. Get away, get away from it because it completely consumes you. And then you lose and you're like, I just got to get away because that thing starts right over again. I believe that to be true. Jets CEO Christopher Johnson said trading up to draft Sam Darnold will go down as the best decision in the history of the NFL. Is that real or fake news? Real news. You are fake news. Oh, it's, well, not quite true. Manish Mehta, was on the show here, New York Daily News, quotes the CEO as saying, it's maybe the most important decision that this organization has made in a long time, certainly in years. And he said of Darnold, he is wise beyond his years. Certainly his decision-making to this point is indicated so. He's not prone to big highs and lows. A lot of good and bad will be thrown his way, and I think Sam Darnold has the unique ability to handle the pressures of New York. I do think he has the unique abilities to handle the pressures of New York. All right, let's, let's try and work in another couple. We have one more. A high school football coach in Southern California was recently fired for secretly putting mail-enhanced drugs into the player's water. Real news or fake news? Sounds like real news. They're real, oh. and they're spectacular. But just... Off the bat, sounds like real news because it's California or what? L.A. Times had this. 
I've never heard of the high school, by the way, in Hollywood, Bernstein, but apparently the head football coach was fired from his position after this investigation. The allegations that two students spiked the team's water with male enhancement drugs during a practice. Male enhancement drugs? During a practice that in July. That sounds like a great prank. It just really does. A lot of stiff competition at that practice. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Do you want the blue water? You got any music you want to throw in there? No. If this practice lasts more than four hours, call a doctor. Oh! Um, I got. We got a lot to get to. Russell Westbrook apparently got his knee cleaned up. I'll tell you why that is interesting. That's Thunderstar Russell Westbrook get his knee cleaned up. So that makes. Both of the Paul George and Russell Westbrook both had their knees cleaned up this offseason. But coming up next, we've been talking about Dak Prescott and how good he really is. But I think the Cowboys will be good in the long run. Really do. I'll tell you why upcoming next. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, if you love the All Ball Podcast, quick programming note, tomorrow we drop the new one. You can still download the conversation with Jay Billis. Um, you can still download the conversation with Jay Billis. Tomorrow's drops, it's Scott Brooks, head coach of the Washington Wizards, and we go into his backstory, which is a really, really good one. Um, I'm fascinated by the Dallas Cowboys. Fascinated by the Cowboys. And um, the, more I, the more I watch them, the more I wonder what they ultimately do. Yeah. Because I've been telling you for three years now, Tony Romo was the better quarterback. That even though they had immediate success with Dak Prescott, the tune of 13 wins. I just, I felt like there wasn't any question that Romo would give them a better chance to win in the playoffs. And that ultimately played out as they lost to one of the all-time greats in Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Last year, they had injuries. Last year, they had dysfunction. I thought Des Bryant got exposed some as being not only over the hill, a little bit over the hill, but also having, I mean, look, he had 133 balls blown his way, thrown his way. Um, And Jason Witten was, Slightly over the hill, and he's in the broadcast booth for Monday Night Football. Zeke Elliott gets suspended. Tyron Smith gets hurt. Their offense is, an, is a shell of what it used to be. They tried to change some things. They got rid of Dez, Witten in the booth. Now it's about Zeke. Now it's about Dak, and they're not that good. I, I still think they'll be fine if, and this is a big if, if they come to the financial realization that they've come to in terms of the football realization about who Dak Prescott is. It's a challenge. Every quarterback seems to get paid or does get paid more than the previous quarterback. That's the presumption. And even if it's a front-loaded deal, you can't renegotiate his contract till the end of the season. But look, the Cowboys, if they want to, they can punt on giving him a new deal with new money at the end of the season. They can go another year. Then they can franchise tag him. Now, that's not what I'm suggesting they do, but they do a team-friendly deal. 
because what becomes painfully obvious is this is like the Giants when they fired Tom Coughlin. First, they get rid of the offensive coordinator. Then they get rid of the defensive coordinator. Then, you know what? Maybe it's the head coach. He had a reputation as being a disciplinarian, but they led the league in penalties. Maybe it's the head coach. In Dallas, what have they done? They've gotten rid of the wide receiver. They've lost the tight end. They've changed most of their roster over. They've handed the reins to Dak and said, hey, you're going to have eight guys in the box because you got Zeke. We know you can go out and do it. What happens when they don't? At some point, you do have to blame Dak. I don't think they get rid of him because finding even a capable starting quarterback is the hardest thing to do in football. With that, let's bring in from the big founder of the big lead. You can hear him Saturday mornings here on Fox Sports Radio. He just got done taking taking pictures, or you're going to take pictures? Stop. Stop. Don't Let's not talk about a photo shoot, Doug. You're going to be doing I'm, one shortly. No, I've done the photo shoot. No. I did it last year. We already have them in the camera. They're not re-upping you this year? You don't need more photos? No, I mean, they're really good. You're looking jacked. No, they're really I'm sitting here. Doug is flexing. They're really good. His triceps no, are just bursting look, out. They're amazing photos. Uh, they're amazing photos. We can't. We can't possibly. I'm not getting younger looking. Um, are the Cowboys as bad as they looked on Sunday? The Cowboys were awful. I mean, Dak Prescott looked like a guy who just has no clue what's going on. Now, I don't know if it was the you know the center being out, Travis Frederick, but he was like happy feet in the pocket. Doug, this is a guy who he wasn't accurate. You know, in his last 11 games, he's only gone over 200 yards passing three times. This is a guy who, like, they, they can't even I said, think I said, a passing I said game this, right now. I said this yesterday. Like, people go, oh, well, listen, he was he was awesome a couple years ago. Like, was he? He went over 300 yards passing. He was passing. accurate a couple. He went over 300 yards passing twice, yeah. which is a baseline. And he has accrued a lot of yards because he doesn't get, look, he's solid. He's fine. He's middle of the road. He's better than, uh, was it Quincy? What was Carter? That? Quincy, Quincy Carter. Carter, Georgia Bulldog, right? right? Like he's better than Quincy Carter. How about he's this? Better Doug? than Drew Bledsoe at the end of his run, mm, probably. That's tough. Doug, how about this? What? Giants Cowboys Sunday is an elimination game. I'm not even kidding. I know it's only week two, but if you start 0 and 2, you've got about a 10 percent chance to make the playoffs. The Cowboys will be behind with two teams, Panthers now and Giants, if they lose this in the NFC hunt. Right for if you're looking at wild card, zero and two is an elimination game. Yes, that's a little hot. No, it's not. Game. They haven't even faced the Eagles yet. They got to face Wentz twice because Wentz will be back. Okay, this is the most important. guy. I think Jason Garrett's on notice here. He better deliver. Okay, and Dak Prescott, he's supposed to be in line for a big contract, Doug, this off season because he don't want to be a lame duck next year. There is so much riding on this game. I'm telling you, man, this is a look. Huge I think spot I think it's Cowboys. an important. I think it's a really important game, and obviously, you get into division. You play the Giants at home, and traditionally, the Cowboys have been worse at home since Jerry's world. They and have been on the road. They did sweep them last year, but Odell didn't play in either game. The Giants were awful last year. Yeah, Giants. The Giants were just they were biggest dumpster fire in the league. Well, they were they were bad last year, and they had and they had massive injuries. Uh, Giants, they go this. They go on the road to the Seahawks. Um, that's. That's in a week. And Seahawks will be 0-2 because they're losing in Chicago Monday night. So you already you already chalked that one up. They're losing in Chicago. Pencil it in. Go ahead, write it in marker. You know, permanent ink. Chicago's beating Seattle Monday. Okay. I love the Bears. I'm I'm driving the Bears. Did you watch wagon. the second half who of the cares, game? Who cares, man? This is a team who was not very good last year. They take a 20 to nothing lead. Yes, Khalil Mack lost. barely could play in the second half because he was so gassed. Because he, he's not in shape yet. Roquan Smith, not quite there. I love what I saw from the Bears. I've, so much to build on. Uh, okay, but when they went off script, their yes. offense, Mitch well, Trubisky, does not appear to be a dude. Let's right? remember. Well, whoa, 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 
Whoa, what do you mean? He hit on his first 10 passes. He looked sharp. When he went off script. Dude, when, his when, receivers. Once the, once the sheet ran out, right? His receivers are like wearing you, name tags, Doug. It's like when you have the answers to a test, right? You got the answer. You got, and you only got the answers to the first section of the test. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, there's a part two? Relax. There's a part okay. two? That's what happened with Mitch Trubisky. Relax. How was Mitch Trubisky in the second half? Well, I mean, what, I, Nagy. Hold on. Nagy now, remember, the, the head coach. His second half of the playoff game, he collapsed with the Chiefs. He was right. calling plays. Collapsed. And now the second half of week one, absolute abomination. I will say this. This is what young coaches go through. You know this. Incremental games in life. You slowly work up your – Nagy's still finding his way. They're going to be fine. This could be a playoff team. Uh, Stop it. What? Stop it. They're... You're not buying the Bears. No. Dude, that defense. You know they were a top 10 defense last year by many metrics? They add Roquan. They add Khalil Mack. I think they're both terrific, but they have They no... lost to the best quarterback in NFL history. Right, on one leg. That's fine. And, and, and it's not like Green Bay has this juggernaut defense, and they had very little offense, played super they conservatively. They played too conservative. That's fine. Be- because they know Trubisky doesn't have it. Oh, you don't think Trubisky is any good? I mean, I don't think no. he's great. I think the potential is there. Jared Goff, remember this. We talked about this on, on FS1. Goff starts out 0-7 his yes. first year under Jeff Fisher. Yes. Looked bad. He's a bust. Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Second year, gets an offensive coach. He yes. put up, I believe, 28 TDs, seven picks. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. I think Trubisky will have that kind of learning curve in year two. I don't know about 28 uh, and seven, I, I, but I think I, he'll throw 25 TDs this year. Oh, no. He ain't not throwing Dude, the receivers are not bad. Trey Burton. Well, you just him. you just said that they need name tags well, for they're the learning wide receivers. Each other. They don't even, come on, they don't even know last names. They don't know tendencies. That stuff. Jason McIntyre. Well, what are you rub- rushing me out of here, Doug? No, it's called a reset. Okay, that's Jeez. called a reset. <laughs> I don't like to lose do, debate. You got to you got to breathe. This is not a debate. <laughs> Joining me in my show, I was. It's called resetting. You do this. You tap in your head. Yeah. It's just like the NBA reset. Yeah. Jason McIntyre joining us, founder of the Big Lead. Uh, a a hot take artiste artiste. Oh, I want to make sure it's the artiste God. on Fox Sports One. He also hosts the your show's called the Big Lead on Big Fox Sports Radio. When right? are we going to play basketball at UCLA? You know Durant's up there right now. Yeah, but right you, now, Kevin you, Durant is fifteen minutes. If away. you show up at UCLA, it's not like you're going to hop in a pickup yeah, game with I Kevin just, Durant. Well, maybe, probably not. <laughs> but I got you behind me. You played some college basketball. I believe you were a top ten assist guy in college I basketball. Some, I played college history. basketball. I don't know what played some college basketball. I was, it wasn't I was, like I was, was like I took a college basketball course my freshman and sophomore year. I was underselling like, you, Doug. Um, Come on. Okay, man. so so Russell Westbrook. Oh yes, has his knee scope. Yeah. This after we have a, like a summer of Russell Westbrook workout videos. Oh gosh, he's dunking on everybody. Yes. So, what's your reaction to Russell Westbrook getting his knee cleaned up? So, what happens when a guy who lives in the air, right? That's what he does. He careens through the lane. He's an above the rim guy. What happens when he turns thirty and he's got to have knee surgery? And he shot twenty nine percent on threes last year. Doug, I know a lot of people like the Thunder this year, right? They had a pretty good off season. They lose Mello, which is addition by subtraction. Yes. I like Jeremy Grant. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, we'll see how that works out. But he's not bad coming off the bench. I think he's tremendous coming off the bench. Um, he's well, not, we'll he's, see. He's, he's okay. a he's bit of a problem child. The ego. Yeah. We'll see how that works out. But you know, they, they could be a sleeper to win 50 games, be a top three, four seed, right? I, I want to see how the, West— I think on paper, they're the second best team oh, in the West. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, who's the better team in the well, West? Well, the Lakers are going to be better with LeBron than the Thunder. And no, I think a not. couple of Rockets fans are going to be calling into the show. I said, did you forget about CP3? 
I, I didn't forget about him. You said addition by subtraction and who added Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> yes. And hey, I'm lost with Trevor you. Anderson. I don't love the Rockets. Okay, so I think, again, on, on paper. Lakers. <laughs> on, the Lakers aren't better. Lakers. Lakers uh. The Lakers are better hey, than the did you see Lonzo the, Ball's new shooting form? He's out there on IG doing the new shooting drills. It it looks exactly the same <laughs> as the old shooting. It's, it's going joke. in a little bit more. Hey, Kuzma's dunking on people in the summer. Look, summer I, ball. I like the supporting cast. Okay, but I love the supporting. But cast. but here's easy on the love. Okay, but here's the here's the big thing. When the Lakers go on the road, they're everybody's biggest game. the The games the Lakers won at the end of the season, many of the teams they played were trying to lose. The Active. Lakers were not. Yeah, Lakers were not trying to lose. They won 35 games. So they won 35 games. I think to think they win 45, 46, 48 games, maybe even 50, I think is a obviously a massive improvement. I think you, it's possible. So, but but the, look, the, thun, the Thunder are good. Russell Westbrook's an elite player. Paul George may not be an elite player, but he's really, really good. I like Paul George better than Russell Westbrook, but let's keep going. No, you don't. Westbrook is so overrated, Doug. Come on, man. You, you're oh, going to start a team tomorrow. I'm not starting take, with Russell Westbrook. No, you're going to take Paul George before you take Russell Westbrook. I would. Paul George went to the Eastern Conference Finals twice versus LeBron in his prime with the Pacers. Next question. Okay, wait. Russell Westbrook went to the NBA Finals. And well, went well to the he had Durant and Harden. In the, in the Western Conference. Stop. But again, second you're, banana. Paul so, George was so wait, the you, alpha. Hold on, hold on. So you're taking Paul George ahead of Russell Westbrook. I am. I, I know that I'm in the minority on that. And you're, that's you're fine. not in the minority. You're on a deserted island <laughs> all by yourself. I'm you're a, a Paul George like Tom, Island. You're like Tom Hanks yelling at a volleyball, saying, "Wilson." <laughs> no, 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 no. So you you think this is the beginning of the slowing down of Westbrook? And because he everything he does is on athleticism, yeah. the the lack of skill gets exposed, and the lack of shooting ability. I mean, it's that's that's, like, dude, that's where it, I say skill. Okay, well, yeah, I would give him any jump shot he wants. I mean, and he's going well, to take every jump shot. You have to took give forty three every... shots in a game in game six against the Jazz. That he did forty three. That he did. Doug, I don't want that on my team. So you're super concerned because he had his knee cleaned up. Uh, I would go with super concerned. Yes, Doug. Awesome, awesome stuff. Hey, give me a winner for. Uh, NFL this week. Who you got? A winner for just pick. Oh, because you're. Are you going Don't, on the you gambling can't give me show? Give the Rams. No, I'm not. I'm not. But give me a give me a winner outside of the double digit favorite Rams. Outside of the double digit favorite Rams, just straight up winner. Be careful with the Chargers. Well, the Chargers are the Bills. Be careful with the Chargers. I'm not careful with the Chargers. The Chargers are going to okay. win. The game. Josh Allen is. Star- <laughs> Josh Allen can't start- say it with a straight face. No Bosa it appears this week again. But Didn't I'll say this, Doug. Week. So the Could line won last week. If they could catch the, the line football in the opened end zone. at nine this week. It's mm-hmm. down. From professional money coming yeah. in early in the week to seven and a half. Okay, so just be careful. Remember the one o'clock start for yes, the Chargers. The pros on never the miss Coast. on. Pros never miss they, on. They again. occasionally miss. Okay, um, I mean it's look. There's no weather problems there. It's that you're not playing in the middle of December. This is true. It's it's a Chargers team that should have had 600 yards of offense. Jeez. And no, their 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 defense wasn't great. They couldn't stop Tyreek Hill, who should have been player of the week. Tyreek Hill's amazing. Who was player of the week? Oh, Rogers, uh, yeah. Mahomes was and Mahomes and Fitzpatrick were. Not Aaron Rodgers. Not Rodgers? Not Aaron Rodgers. Who the hell's voting for that? Well, listen, you're the one who said the the Bears are awesome now because they played well in the first half. They're good. Uh, you want to you want to make a wager here? We should what, we should make it interesting. I think the Bears win more games than the give me a team Cowboys. Chargers. You're down on the Chargers. No, no, I like the Chargers. Okay, I'm down on them this week. Okay, uh, Bears or Cowboys? Who wins more games? Here we go. Uh, I'll go with. Oh. Yeah, Doug. Well, I don't love. I the gotta Cowboys think it. Either. I see laughter in the control I, I room. I don't. I don't love. I don't love either. I'll think about it. We'll bring you back. And I, I got to think of a. I'm not a huge cowboy guy either. But the Cowboys win more games. I'll go. I'll go. 
Oh, we got Terry Bradshaw up. No, I didn't say bring him back next segment. <laughs> bring him back in general. Music in general. Music's so tight. I got to go because, yes, a bigger My name man, is coming Ryan up. Music. Four I'm time, getting bumped for Terry four Bradshaw. Four-time four Super Bowl champion Terry Bradshaw is going to bump uh, Jason McIntyre. I know the listener is really sad. So am I. Thanks so much. Oh, Jamie. no, I'm getting texts. Uh, Jason McIntyre. Thanks for having I'll, me. I'll ask uh, Terry Bradshaw why he, why he just doesn't like the coach of the Steelers. Next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. I can't remember the last Sunday I turned on TV and I didn't have a smile on my face when I saw Terry Bradshaw getting us ready to or reacting to football. It's an absolute delight to be joined by the four-time Super Bowl champion, Terry Bradshaw from uh, the NFL on Fox. He joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Terry, I already know you're good. You got the greatest gig in the world. You have a ton of fun doing it, but I'll ask you anyway. How are you? I'm good, Doug. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm well. Um, good. All right. What's another year, another Big Ben kind of mysterious injury, and obviously he had a disappointing game. You got the Le'Veon deal, which I don't think helps things. You got a head coach where there have been many Steelers, not just you, but you point out, like, he's not my kind of guy. What's going on in Pittsburgh? You know, I think the Le'Veon Bell thing has really stirred it up and really brought so much attention to the team um, that it's, it's obviously the players will say, you know, it isn't, but it is a distraction and, uh, your focus, I mean, you try not to be, a, you try not to have it, have it be, but it is. And, and it just accentuates everything else. Um, they score 42 points in the playoff game with Jacksonville. They lose, they fire the offensive coordinator. I mean, it just goes on and, And they're good. I mean, they are very good. And I look at the Cleveland game and go, you know, mark them off. So many people all, all day long today, uh, as I've been communicating uh, around the country, so many people are writing them off. It's one game. Are you going to write uh, the Saints off, the Cowboys off, so on and so forth? I don't think you can. It's just way. It's just crazy. You just don't do that. They're too good. The Le'Veon Bell thing, you know, it's worked. It's look. They're parting ways. That's the way it seems. It's unfortunate because I think they, I think they deserve one another. He wants his money, and and I, I said they should have signed him. They should have signed him, but they didn't. This is we this are, is this we're is in pu- an offensive league now. You need all the weapons you can get, and he's an awesome weapon. He he's an awesome player, but there's two things that he's run into. One, it's Pittsburgh, and I know they paid Antonio Brown, but no one knows this better than you. Pittsburgh forever has been, hey, listen, this is a bottom line business, and bottom line, we're not going to overspend like other teams do. And True. and he also ran into an era to which we kind of diminished the value of a running back, and it it had to be diminished when his backup has a great game at Cleveland. I know it's Cleveland. But, I mean, like, when a guy who's behind you making a fraction of the money that you would make performs almost as well as you would and gives you no headache at all, it doesn't exactly help your stance. Well, 
You're right on all everything you said is right. It, you're you're spot on. Uh, I applaud Pittsburgh, I think the the Sealer management because that's the way they've always done business. And listen, they're not the Cowboys. They're not worth five point three billion. They're not Conky and these guys that have got billions from building. The Steelers don't have that kind of money that I know of. At least they didn't when I was playing there. So they and I think I applaud them for being smart business people. On the other hand, um, running backs too have been diminished. You're exactly right. But this is no ordinary running. There's no one like Le'Veon Bell. But there's he fits what they're doing. He needs to stay there, uh, and they. Look, they're writing him a check for fourteen million. He lost eight hundred and fifty three thousand last week, a million this week, fourteen million dollars. That's a ton of money. And I don't know where he's gonna get that money. He's twenty seven, going on twenty eight and you know, obviously I think they're wanting to part ways. But but they they, 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 they t- here here's the deal and you're not gonna take it and his guys are saying, Look, let's finish the season, we're gone. Yeah. So, I mean, does it does it work out to where Maybe he doesn't wait 10 games, but he waits half the season to rest his body, and then he shows up? He could. If you're going to wait half the season, why not just go in the 10th game? I mean, it's, uh, it doesn't really matter one way or the other. If, he, if he's willing to fork up about $8 million, you know, I, I can't understand that. I don't think a lot of our listeners understand that either. That's that is a lot of money just to say. And you're not going to get it back. You're not going to make that money up no that, matter that, what. That, that's, that's a, it's a great point you make, Terry. Is you yeah, may, you're you not going to make it up. You may, get, you may get a new contract, but you're never going to yeah. make back that money that you've not no. earned this season sitting nope. in. Nope. No. And so I just think it's sad because I think that's where he needs to be. He'll go into the Hall of Fame as a stealer from right there if he stays there. And your point I was going to emphasize earlier is spot on with, Running backs, they're just not that many running backs that can. You got the kid down in Elliott and Dallas and Hurley and Los and Los Angeles, um, and then you have Le'Veon Bell. That is in a in effect. And there's more, I'm sure. I just right now. Are are I, you beeping I, at somebody? Is somebody in your way? Hold on, let me no, just yell. No, I'm get out of Terry Bradshaw's way. Would you get Terry Bradshaw? He won no, no. four Super Bowls. He's won an Emmy. Would you get the hell out of his way? He's trying to do a radio yeah. interview. Well, I don't think that's going to work in New York. I've been shot at six times already. All right. Well, f- fair enough. Terry, oh, Bra- Terry, oh, that's, Terry, Terry, Terry. That's, a, that's a funny, but. But my friends in the back seat are going, no, no, Terry, no, no, no. Don't, be we, we, don't worry, don't worry, Terry. We dropped that. Don't, don't worry. About, oh, you did. Don't, don't, don't worry about. It. No, he listens to this show anyway. Let's. Uh, uh, oh, that's good. Well, so, that's what I heard. So, so, uh, <laughs> we got we, we got peak Aaron Rodgers in the second half, right? He does a yep. Willis. He does a Willis read and comes comes back from the dead and yep. and and kills the Bears. And then we got Tom right. Brady Oham doing it again. I give you right. one that you can pick. You can't compare the accomplishments of Rodgers to Brady. On the other hand, Rodgers does some things that Brady cannot. You can only take one. Who do you take? You cannot. First of all, if you're asking me which one I take, uh, the better athlete is Rodgers by far. Brady could not have done what Rodgers did in the second half against the Bears. He's not that kind of athlete. Um so Rodgers is 
is special. But are you still there? Yeah. Oh, I thought you hung up. No, on me. I'm. I'm listening. I just. I want to listen to you. I'm. Oh, I'm, I'm like a listener right now. Word. I didn't yes. know that. I didn't yes. know that. But Brady has got five Super Bowls, and but when you go put them side by side and you take away all that other stuff, Rogers. Have you seen a quicker release than that guy? He snapped it off, man. He's amazing. But Brady's got it all. He's. I mean, he's got everything you want in the court as a quarterback. But if I set them side by side and I pick based on just physical talent alone, I take Rogers. Uh, big game on Thursday night football, which I know that's what yeah. you're. That's when you're in New York for. You got the yep. Ravens, and Flacco has looked great. Now, no, I know- no, no, I'm not here. No, no, I'm not doing that game. I'm two weeks away from starting my uh, Thursday night, so no. Oh, yeah, I thought you. No. I was. I was, was going to no, ask. I'm I'm not- I was going to ask you about Flacco. Was is was Flacco that good, or the Bills that bad? But the Bills are that bad. Okay. But Joe, I think uh, Jackson has kind of spurred Flacco on. I mean, he played really good the other night, uh, and the Ravens played really well defensively. But Buffalo, for all for all counting purposes, are just a bad football game. Really bad. Tell me about all about oh. uh, all about your your boom. Uh, it's part of your campaign that well, you're teaming boom, up with, yeah. with with Pfizer. Well, you know what? Yeah, Pfizer, Pfizer wanted to get a message out to the baby boomers about um, pneumococcal pneumonia. And so they asked me would I come on and do this campaign. And, and the campaign is called All About Your Boom. And the boom is baby boomers, 65 and older. And since I'm 70, they said, who's perfect? More better. More better. Who's better than you to go out and get that message out? And so I said, hey, I'm your guy. And so... Uh, We've been talking about pneumococcal pneumonia, telling all the boomers out there, 65 and older, to go see your doctor. And uh, be sure to get your vaccines checked and make sure you need, if you need the vaccine and get your pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Uh, don't let your, you know, your life slip away because all of us are getting close to retirement. And we don't want to have something like pneumococcal pneumonia knock us down. And so that's my message. And then I went and did a, I did a film for them and where I have, I'm on my resort. And if you'll go to allaboutyourboom.com, you will see probably the best acting that I've ever done, in which I take you through my resort about these crazy amenities um, that you'll see. You just go watch it, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But that's, that's the program. That's who I'm serving, and uh, it's been fun. We've been doing this all day, all day tomorrow, uh, around the country. Good time. I'm enjoying it. Terry, can't wait to see you when you come back out to L.A. for the weekend. Thanks so oh, much. Thanks so much for I'll joining be there, us. I'll buddy. Thank you. All right. Terry Bradshaw joining us, the four-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer, on behalf of Pfizer. It was fun. He's, he's like, are you still there? Like, yeah, I'm actually listening. I'm listening to you. Listening to you. Let's bring in Steve DeSager. He what doesn't get that a lot on the pregame show, you he know. He does not. <laughs> so. So one point for you. We've got a lot of NFL news to get to, but first off, from the NBA, Oklahoma City guard Russell Westbrook had arthroscopic knee surgery. He'll be reevaluated in four weeks, so he'll miss the preseason. Bills quarterback Josh Allen will start Sunday, the home opener against the Chargers. Nathan Peterman started against the Chargers last year in L.A. and threw five interceptions in the first half. 
Peterman also started last week in the season opener and had a zero quarterback rating, was pulled down 40 to nothing. So the rookie starts this Sunday. The Eagles officially named Nick Foles as this week's starting quarterback. Carson Wentz has still not been cleared for contact due to his knee injuries from last year. Eagles wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey with his bad shoulder coming off surgery has been cleared for individual work, but not yet team drills. Philadelphia is at Tampa Bay on Sunday. Bucks wide receiver Deshaun Jackson did not practice today. He's in concussion protocol and has an injured shoulder as well. Bucks defensive back Vernon Hargraves goes on IR. Falcons running back Devontae Freeman missed practice with a sore knee. Atlanta will host Carolina on Sunday. Jacksonville running back Leonard Fournette did not practice due to a minor hamstring strain. He just did work off to the side. Could still play Sunday against New England. South Carolina's football game Saturday is canceled. Appalachian State's Saturday game canceled due to the hurricane. Also canceled for this weekend. Home games at North Carolina, NC State, and Virginia Tech. Virginia moved its home game to Nashville, Tennessee. Charlotte moved its game to tomorrow instead. Wake Forest Thursday night game was moved up a couple hours for the start. Clemson Saturday game moved up to noon Eastern time. Four finals in Major League Baseball. Dodgers got an 8-1 win at Cincinnati. Houston holds on for a 5-4 victory at Detroit. Garrett Cole the victory. Tampa Bay beat Cleveland 3-1. Winning pitcher Blake Snell now 19-5 for the Rays. He's the first Tampa Bay pitcher ever to win seven straight starts. Pittsburgh won 4-3 at St. Louis. Ever? Ever. Not that they have a 50-year franchise history, no, 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 but, but ever. Well, I mean, actually. To get the win in seven straight starts had never happened with a Rays pitcher. With, without looking, okay, without looking. How how long have the Tampa Bay Rays been been in existence? About twenty years. Uh, you you want to take a guess on this one, Ramos? Exact years? Uh, I was going to say twenty years as well. Yeah, it's exactly twenty years. Exactly twenty years. So, um, but to never have a seven agreed, and they've had some good pitchers. I mean, look, Archer. They, yeah. they want to pin it. Uh, they went to the wild card Kazmier twice. Was great there. They they won two. Yeah, Casimir was good. Casimir was a Met prospect. He got got moved there. But that's, it's really interesting. Did they have David eight. Price? I mean, no Tampa Bay pitcher had ever won seven straight starts, according to the MLB stat of the day. Look, I, I believe it to be, I believe those stats to be accurate. I just, it's a surprising stat. It is. Here's a surprising stat. Do you know which former Bill Belichick assistant has the best winning percentage in the National Football League? DeSager, you want to take a shot? Wow. Um, let's say, well, they're all bad, aren't they? Couldn't you say Romeo Crennel and Romeo Crennel has a three thirty seven? He's won thirty three percent of his games. Because McDaniel's lost six in a row with Denver, yes. didn't he? He was thirty one thirty nine percent of his games. Okay, Mangini forty one percent of his games. Nick Saban forty seven percent of his games. Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, remember Bill O'Brien forty seven percent of his games. Do you know who had a fifty six percent winning percentage in his only season as head coach, and it was de- oh. deemed to be an absolute abject disaster? One-year NFL head coach? Yes, with the New York Jets. Well, that was almost Belichick. It uh, was. It was. <laughs> it was same same timing almost. No. Al Gro. Oh my! Al Gro went nine that, and yeah. seven. Al Gro went nine <laughs> and seven. Not Al Gore, who said he invented the internet <laughs> and won an Oscar. Put that season in a lockbox. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um, look, it's it's. Fascinating, and of course, Matt Patricia gets off to an zero and one start, and people are saying, "Ah, the Bill Belichick coach." There is, look, there's a lot of you got to try and recreate what you have in New England in order to be successful. Bill Belichick wasn't a great success in Cleveland. You know, coaching in many ways, in many ways, 
being a head coach and being a successful head coach is a lot like being a successful kicker. A lot of these guys that are great kickers weren't great kickers uh, in their first their first spot. It was more their second or the third landing spot. Go back and look at Bill Belichick's coaching career with the Cleveland Browns. He had one winning season. Six and ten, seven and nine, seven and nine, eleven and five, five and eleven, fired. He takes over for Parcells in New England, five and eleven his first year. And then they won the Super Bowl. And they won the Super Bowl after their quarterback got hurt. But they had an unbelievable roster, offensive line, running game, defense, and Tom Brady just didn't lose it, lose it for him. So one, you, you got to survive. And people forget the year after they won their first Super Bowl, they did not make the playoffs. They had a Super Bowl hangover. You got to survive some stuff. A lot of times it's not your first time around. You got to have a quarterback. I mean, like, look, go back and look at what happened with Eric Mangini. I mean, look, Mangini's team, if you remember, he was the head coach when they had Brett Favre with the New York Jets. They went 9-3 and three to start the season, but then Favre got hurt and kept playing hurt. They lost their last four games and fell out of the playoffs, and then Favre was gone. They had a quarterback void. McDaniels, first day on the job, he got rid of Jay Cutler. And then he ended up drafting Tim Tebow, but he did not coach Tim Tebow to the playoffs. That was John Fox. Romeo Cornell's a good coordinator, good dude, not really head coach. Um, but it's, it's fascinating that how many, it's very similar to Mike Krzyzewski for a long time. Coach K did not have disciples that were deemed to be successful college head coaches. Now, most of that has changed. Most of that has changed. I mean, you know, Notre Dame now coached by a former Duke assistant, really good. And then the Duke players, Steve Wojciechowski's taken Marquette, to the NCAA tournament. Chris Collins has taken Northwestern, their first ever NCAA tournament. Tommy Amaker took Harvard to their first ever NCAA tournament. But what those, all those schools had in common was a lot like Duke, high academic private schools. Now look, you can't find high academic private schools in the NFL, but can you recreate what Bill Belichick got? Belichick followed Parcells, who was a master mastermind in terms of player personnel and player development. He also took over a downtrodden franchise. Like we think of New England as, we think of New England as New England now. But New England then, Tony Eason got them to a, to a Super Bowl once in the mid-80s. Outside of that, that was a terrible franchise in a dilapidated stadium. They were going to leave. They actually agreed to a deal to move to Connecticut. Whereas Mangini's first job was with the Denver Broncos following Mike Shanahan, and they weren't in good shape. And he got rid of his quarterback first day on the job. Romeo Cornell was with Cleveland. That's a bad job. Eric Mangini, Cleveland, bad job. And New York with the Jets. Got to take good jobs. Got to take good jobs. As much as we point to Matt Patricia and the, and the Lions having a quarterback, so they should be better. Let's not act like he's taking over the Packers. It's not like he's taking over the Kansas City Chiefs who have consistently gotten to the playoffs. 
It's not like he's act, acting like he's taking over the 49ers. He's taking over the Lions, who are most known most known for playing on Thanksgiving in spite of the fact that most people are tired of seeing them play on Thanksgiving. That's what the Lions are most known for. An all-time great quarterback we always forget about. I'll tell you who it is next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Giants, Cowboys, Jason McIntyre joined us earlier and said it's a must-win game. Or elimination game. I just said elimination game. Elimination game. Strong. Strong. Um, look, you lose two, especially you lose uh, to two teams in the NFC. Put yourself squarely behind, you know, Carolina if you're, uh, if you're the Dallas Cowboys. And then you lose one in division. Like, it, it's an uphill climb. And remember, there's only 16 games. So it's it's hard. It doesn't make it impossible. But it will be fascinating, fascinating to see. We'll get you ready for this weekend's games. You know, tomorrow we'll start Thursday night football. That's a big one. Ravens taking on the Bengals in Cincinnati. Both teams 1-0. Steelers and Browns at 0-0-1, as you know. So somebody's going to be a game and a half behind if, uh, for example, the Pittsburgh Steelers lose to the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend, which is a possibility. Every day at this time we get, we want to get you to um, something we heard or saw earlier on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1, we call it. And now. <laughs> We'd all like to be able to fix our golf game. Thankfully, you can find a fix for your check engine light at AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder tool will find the likely issue, saving you money down the road. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Here's Hall of Famer Rod Woodson on Undisputed this morning on Fox Sports 1 talk, I, talking about an all-time great quarterback in today's NFL. I like Aaron Rodgers. I like what he's saying. I do get his gist. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to take you guys back. At the end of the day, the best pure passing quarterback that I've ever seen, Danny, Dan Marino. Now, if Dan Marino had these rules, now Danny would have threw for 7,000 <laughs> yards. I can tell you that right now. D- Dan Marino was, had an incredible – he had – that was Aaron Rodgers' type of arm. It should be noted that, yes, Dan Marino never had a defense, and yes, Dan Marino never had a running game. The running game was really Marino's fault. Right? He was, and, and he, I believe he tore his Achilles tendon. He had all kinds of leg problems. And so he, he was in the shotgun out of necessity, not just because that was the style of their offense. But Marino had an un, he had everything Aaron Rodgers has as a thrower. Marino had the same. The difference is that Rodgers moves so much better out of the pocket. Marino was, uh, there was a, a Brady sort of element to him to where in the pocket, even though he wasn't, you know, he didn't have, he didn't run a 4 six forty. He probably ran like a six forty. right? In the pocket, he was really athletic. This is one of the things that people make the mistake. Tim Tebow, for example, I think he ran like a four six or a four seven. but Tim Tebow had really bad feet in the pocket. Really bad. Took big steps, was never really set, didn't take those little chopping, didn't have great kind of awareness and movement. And, of course, he had a long release and was wildly inaccurate. 
Whereas Dan Marino was far slower than Tim Tebow could ever hope to be, but had much better pocket athleticism. Yeah, it, Rod Woodson played and was a great player, first as a corner, then as a safety, also a return man. Of course, he had a devastating knee injury playing for the Steelers and for the Ravens. I, I'm not going to question his knowledge of the NFL. He's right. Marino had that same type of arm. But the point we have to make about Rodgers is the athleticism, the movement. Even when he's hurt, he moves better than Marino moved on his best day. What does the fuck say? Marino was great. Marino was great. You know what else was really good is Boomer Esiason. Do you guys remember Boomer Esiason was actually the MVP of the NFL? Do you know who the last player to throw a left-handed pass for a touchdown is in the NFL? Want to take a guess? Take a swing at it. Mike Vick, of course, left-handed, right? That's probably the last left-handed quarterback you can think of. Anybody else you want to throw out there, Ramos? You want to think of a, le- a lefty who's thrown a, t- a touchdown pass? I think Todd Marinovich threw a touchdown pass. I'm he sure did, but that was a long, that was a long, long time ago. Recently, okay. Yeah, the the most recent, the most recent uh, left-handed touchdown pass. I mean, if you even go back to 2016, right? 2016, you look and you're like Rogers, Ryan, Breeze, Luck, Roethlisberger, all these touchdowns. You go, huh? Nope. Nope. The last guy to throw a pa- touchdown pass left-handed is Des Bryant. What's crazy about it is most people didn't even know he's left-handed. Like, you don't know what hand a guy is. You're left-handed? I didn't know that about you? Like, yeah, it didn't really matter. Didn't really matter. I do wonder if it matters when you're a wide receiver. Speaking of wide receiver, Jerry Rice going to join us next hour? Now we have Jerry Rice for a little bit next hour. We'll ask him about uh, the 49ers and all the drops. You know, the 49ers dropped three touchdown passes. Chargers dropped four. We'll ask him, why does that seem to spread throughout a team? Really, really odd. Um, there is one story that is not does not seem to be dying up. It's slowly dying and going away. Serena Williams finishes runner-up at the U.S. Open. But it was her antics which first cost her a point and then cost her a game which has caused a bunch of stir because apparently the chair umpire has a bit of a history as a guy that likes to hand out penalties. Was it the ump or was Serena out of line? Well, ask Sloane Stevens, 2017 U.S. Open winner, her opinion on what happened this year in the Open Finals. That's upcoming next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What up? It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right. We got a special guest upcoming in just a second. Guys, uh, I've been doing afternoon radio nationally for 15 years now. Okay. But I've only been at Fox Sports Radio for about a year and a half. So there's some things that you guys don't know about me, right? So, Ramos, you knew where I grew up, right? Uh, Wisconsin? No, I was born in Wisconsin. Okay, born in Wisconsin. Okay. I grew well, up in Huntington, uh, Orange, Orange, Orange California. County, sorry. Well, in Orange, California. Actually, City of Orange. Went to high school in Tustin. I played all the sports growing up. But here's some things you like, didn't know about me. Did you know I played tennis for a couple years um, in terms of inter- satellite tournaments? Like from I was like 11 to 14. It's a true story. So I was like 10. I started playing, taking lessons. 
And by 11, I started playing in tournaments, and it was pretty good. And there used to be, like, satellite tournaments and open tournaments. And the open tournaments were just the, the animals. They were so good. And by the time I got to, I think it was like 13 and a half or something, I was playing in the finals of a satellite tournament. I played an open player. And I got beat six love, six love. And I remember walking over to my dad, and it was one of those deals where I said, you know this is just not going to happen. <laughs> right? Like, I can play tennis in high school, maybe play tennis in college, but, like, that's what it really looks like. They just, the ball just explodes off their racket. Um Here's another thing you didn't know about me. I was always little as a kid. I'm not a huge dude now. I'm about six feet tall, 180 some odd pounds, but I was always little. And so I would, um, I, I've just thought milk makes you grow, right? That's what I was always told. Like milk is like water to chia pets. And so when I would go to basketball camps, I would have four glasses of milk at every sitting, four glasses of milk at every sitting. And with that, we welcome in, um, the U.S. Open champion from 2017, Sloan Stevens, who joins us here, built uh, by with with chocolate milk. Now, did you were you a did, did were you small as a kid? Were you little as a kid? Were you a late bloomer, early bloomer, in terms of when you actually hit your spurt? Um, I think I was kind of just medium. I was like just a normal size, I guess. I was like, I'd say maybe small, medium, so a little medium. You were schmedium. Yeah, you were schmedium. I like yeah. that. Sloan Stevens yeah. joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's been a year since you won the U.S. Open. Does it feel longer, shorter? Does it feel like it just happened? Like, how would you how would you uh, contextualize how it feels to have gone through such an, a momentous achievement? Um, I think I was like, it's, the year went by so fast. It was crazy. But I had so many other great results, like after the U.S. Open. But I think I was just like focusing on building and having more success. And um, like when I got back to the US Open, I was just like super excited to be back playing there. And I think that kind of relieved a lot of the, the stress, just being able, like, because I had had good results after the US Open. So um, it went by really quick, but I was still super excited to get back there and play and see my name on boards and, you know, all the pictures and stuff up. So super cool. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think, didn't you win in Miami? Wasn't that your last, uh, was that the last tournament that you won before the Open this year? Yeah, that was the last tournament. Yeah, so it's like you win in Miami, and you're like, oh, and, and people act like you haven't done anything since you actually won the Open. You're like, no, there's actually a lot of things professionally and personally that have happened since. But for, I think, kind of mainstream fans, time stops at that time of achievement. Is that, is that, a, fair, is that a fair explanation? Yes, definitely. Sloan Stevens joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm sure people have asked you, so I have to ask you, what's your reaction uh, first, let's just go to the result with Osaka, first Japanese-born player to ever win the the Women's U.S. Open. Oh, incredible! Like, obviously, I remember what it was like winning my first Grand Slam, and the moment's insane. And I'm super happy for her as a young girl. I mean, obviously, what any player dreams of. So, um, for her and her country, it's, it's very special. And then, of course, she has to do it to dethrone Serena. I mean, it becomes like a road game, right? Like, what's what's it actually like to match up against Serena Williams? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously she's the greatest player of all time, so to get out there and beat her is incredible. And I think Naomi doing it twice in one year is pretty, pretty cool. And, I mean, obviously I think Naomi, Serena has been her idol growing up, and she really looked up to her. So to take her down twice in one year, and especially in your first Grand Slam final, I think that's something that I think a lot of people would have been very afraid of. So um, I think just her willpower alone and just being determined to – 
to win, I think is very, very cool. I, I thought, I mean, th- and this is just me, I thought that when the stuff between Serena and the chair empire went down, and remember that was right after she had just been broken, right? So the crowd's going crazy. She's playing in New York. And now all of a sudden Serena's getting into it with the chair umpire. I thought she she broke Serena back. That that showed me this an amount of internal and mental toughness that she had to win the thing. Did you see the same? Yeah, I think she's very determined and I think that from the beginning she had belief and she thought she could win and that's really all you need when you're when you're in competition. Like if you believe that you can win, anything can happen. Sloan Stevens joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show. All right, so what's your take on Serena versus the chair ump? Um, unfortunate. Uh, unfortunate that it happened in the finals at Grand Slam. But I think, you know, the, the moment was Naomi's no matter what. So I think every we're all talking about Serena. But I think the most important thing is that a 20-year-old Japanese girl won for her country the first title for Japan. I think that's, like, really what people should be talking about. I know, but it's it's Serena, as you pointed out, the greatest player of all time. Or if you if you're Martina Navratilova, she's obviously that that's right there in the conversation. And because she's such a big presence in sports, because it was in New York City, because you know there's been all this discussion with all the sports shows about it. That that's what what's actually happened. You guys, like, look, these chair umpires, they they travel with you. It's not like they they're only in New York. How much do reputations? Both the players and the chair umps, how much does that matter in an individual match? The reputation of the chair umpire? Uh, yeah, sense? yes, or the player, right? Like, Serena, it's not the first time that she's got, gotten into it. It's not the first time that she's been penalized before. Like, how much of that do you care? Like, when you walk out, you're like, you see the chair umpire, like, oh, boy, going to be a long day. How much of that happens? Oh, I, I mean, I don't think really any. I mean, not that often, I don't think. Um I mean, obviously, when Serena went out there, she had no idea that that was going to happen and any of that would have happened during the match. So um, I don't think – I mean, I think he's a good umpire and we have a lot of good umpires, but you never know who's going to be umpiring your match. So um, you just go out there to play. And I don't think that really had any effect on, like, what happened prior to. Like, obviously, what happened during the match was different, but before, like, no, it was just a regular – regular match and they were going out there to play uh i remember when you won the u.s open you had to like climb up into the stands you had to like go walk up and around and then you had like all these hugs uh you know between your agent your coach all your friends your family like everybody's there but there there is a and even as serena's coach said like hey everybody does everybody's coach actually coach from the stands I mean, I wouldn't say, I mean, I don't know. It's very interesting, but every coach, everyone in your box is always screaming stuff and screaming what, like, random stuff. Fans scream random stuff, and I think that, I mean, I don't really know. I didn't actually see what happened on that moment in the coaching part of it, but I wouldn't say that everyone coaches, but everyone is always screaming random stuff, and when you're playing and there's, like, 10,000, 15,000 people watching you, you're not really hearing half of it. Did, does anybody ever say anything that makes you laugh? Like, they're like, I love you, and you just stop and go, like, well, I love you too, but I got to kind of play here. Like, does, do you ever stop and laugh because people yell out that random stuff? Um, Not really anymore. I think now it's more just like, okay, shush. Like, don't don't speak. Like, I think sometimes, like, you'll have a moment that's pretty funny, but most of the time it's just like, okay, like, this is a serious moment. It's for all the third set, and you're, like, screaming, can we get married? And I'm like, okay, stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sloane Stevens joining us. Uh, proposals being just thrown out when she's playing tennis. You're getting ready for Asia, the 2019 season, and you're doing so with chocolate milk. You have chocolate milk with what? Like, if you're going to have chocolate milk, give me the, is it always for dessert? Is it in the mor- morning? How do you have your chocolate milk? No, it's just for recovery. I think, like, when you finish, like, a hard workout and have a chocolate milk, like, it's, like, literally the most refreshing thing. Because you can't just, like, sit at home and drink chocolate milk all day. So to be able to have a great excuse of why to drink it, um, using it for recovery is awesome. You go, like, whole? Like, whole is really, really thick. Or do you go 2% or do you go nonfat? Uh, it just depends on the person. But I like low-fat chocolate milk. But, I mean, any milk is good to me. I love milk. So mix it up and good, good chocolate milk. Sloan, it was great catching up with you. Congrats on an amazing season. Looking forward to seeing what you do in Asia. And then, of course, when you work yourself back stateside. Thanks so much for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you. Sloan Stevens joining us, 2017 U.S. Open champion. I saw her when she was. I, like, I'm one of those guys. Like, I do. I turn on the tennis channel. My kid plays some. I enjoy. I, it's, it's like boxing with, with rackets. And the, you don't hit each other in the face, too. And so the people ha- have, can speak full sentences after. Well, my I my, my simple takeaway in the Serena thing is this. Like look, Serena's been DQ'd from the US Open finals before. At the very, very end, she was a footfall. She just said things and done things to which I I feel like this is kind of part of her MO. And whether it's she's a bad loser or it's her Hail Mary to win against a better tennis player on in that particular match to try and rattle somebody else because she's Serena and she can control the whole narrative. Whatever it is, this is kind of her MO. And when you get warned twice and look, do I think you should be able to coach? Yeah. I don't understand why you're not able to coach, but that's the rules. And they got caught. They were warned. It's not like they were warned and you took away a, uh, a game. She was warned. Then she broke a racket. That's like a second warning, which of course she knows. Then they did it again, and they took away a game to which Osaka gave her back the very next game by by not really trying. We're, we're making this about the wrong person. The person who won, Osaka, is she was born in Japan, three years old, moved here, an amazing story, and has had an incredible season. That's who it should be about. This is Serena being Serena, making it about Serena. And then she threw in the, I'm a mother. Uh, you're attacking my integrity. Like your own coach said he was coaching you. You can be great and you can also be replaced. I'll explain. Upcoming next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Jerry Rice will join us in 10 minutes. Greatest wide receiver of all time. Anybody arguing there? Good. No, don't. Three-time Super Bowl champion, 13 Pro Bowls, yada, yada, yada. Jerry Rice will join us in in, uh, just over 10 minutes. You, You can be really, really good at your job, but you can be out of a job. That's, you know... There, there's, there's something called wins above replacement in baseball, right? And the idea of wins above replacement. Does anybody actually know how wins above replacement 
are are uh, statistically like the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ramos, how the 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 calculated calculation, right? Do you have any idea? Wins above replacement calculation. It seems very hard to figure it out. So I I don't I couldn't give you a correct answer that would be logical. I it's think. wins above replacement. This is from Fangraphs. Okay. Uh, Fangraphs.com. Uh, war is an attempt by sabermetric baseball community to summarize a player's total contribution to their team in one statistic. Right. You should always use more than one metric at a time when evaluating players, but WARS, an all-inclusive, provides a useful resource point for comparing players. WAR offers an estimate to the answer. If this player got injured and their replacement uh, had to replace them with a freely available minor leaguer or uh, low-level bench player, how much value would the team be losing? If I walk out that door and... Dan Beyer, who you can hear with Ephraim Salam, sits in my chair. What is the drop-off all, all told? Financially, in terms of sales, ratings, whatever. Uh, number of affiliates that we get, by the way. We're now on in Denver. We're on in Minneapolis. Uh, we continue to grow. And if you miss any of the show, listen, download and listen to the Doug Gottlieb Show. We tweet it out at the end of every show. And you can listen to it on the iHeartRadio app if you're not getting it. Um, so if it's what wins above replacement. So I'm watching and um, I'm watching the Pittsburgh Steelers and James Conner is not Le'Veon Bell. I don't think anybody, in addition to what's going on with James Conner's head, who, who told him that that haircut was a good idea? Now, Part of me says, it's like I told my son. My son has, he's like got, it's shaved even past like the point of the normal part. And he's got like a shaved in part. He's got kind of long hair flopped over. And outside of a mohawk, he can kind of get whatever he wants. And my point is like, I have no idea how long you'll have hair. You know, while you have a great head of hair, dude, try all the different hairstyles. It's the same thing with dating women. Like date as many women from as many different races and backgrounds as you possibly can. Meet all of the different people. Go try different foods, try different people, try different religion, try stuff. So part of me says, hey, James Conner's already had cancer, right? Like he beat cancer when he's in college at Pitt. And so he's like, look, I've seen the bottom. Now I'm at the top. I'm just going to wear whatever hairstyle I want. But that is a weird one. Anyway, he was good. He was inarguably very, very good against the Cleveland Browns. And and no one's telling you that the Cleveland Browns are the 85 Bears. But the Cleveland Browns are more are a more than competent defense. We had Denzel Ward on yesterday. You can listen to that, listen to that if you download the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Who had two interceptions. Like, this, this, is a, this is a team with a lot of talent. Okay? And the Cleveland Browns took on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you look at James Conner, he had 31 carries and 135 yards and two touch two touchdown two touchdown runs. He also caught the ball in the backfield as well. He had five catches for 57 yards. He did have one fumble. But he took advantage of an opportunity. He's big, 6'1, 233 pounds. And he's probably, he's not probably, he is better when he has Le'Veon Bell with him, but he was damn good. 
So whatever your wins above replacement is for Le'Veon Bell, the reality uh, of it is James Conner replaced him. And James Conner makes a fraction, he's a third-round draft pick, makes a fraction of the same money that Le'Veon Bell makes. Conner told, told the media he won't tell anybody what he said, but he did talk to Le'Veon after the game, which shows that Le'Veon is not a terrible guy or a terrible teammate that some are painting him to be. My point is only this. It's clear that the offensive line was ticked over how you handled it and how you handled yourself. Four of them came out and said something negative about how you handled yourself. Ben Roethlisberger said something that you could take as it wasn't exactly glowing and positive. And you normally, football players are all about, hey, I hope that dude gets paid. That's what they all say. So he's done something, and most people believe it's he told them all he was going to show up for the first game, and then he changed his mind and decided to not show up. And now that starts to affect my world. When it affects you, fine. When it affects me, big problem. But here's the big thing with Le'Veon Bell that you must understand. This is money you will not get back. This is, some of you are facing this with selling a house. And you're like, man, my house is on the market for 350 grand. And this guy wants to give me 300 for it. That's $50,000. What I should do because it's the fall, the market's down, is wait six or seven months until the spring, put it back on the market. It'll move in the middle of the summer. That's when everybody moves houses, right? The problem is that that money that you have sitting tied up in that house, in addition to the money you will spend on that house, especially if you have to move, you're never going to get back. You got to put it back into play. Unless you think you can put it out in the market. You know, this is Le'Veon Bell. Like, hey, look, if I don't come back now, maybe I lose a couple of million dollars not playing, but I make it up on the backhand. But if you make $14 million, and you lose seven or eight or nine, you know, you lose eight even, sitting out half the season, or 10 games of the season, that's $8 million you're never going to get back. No matter what you sign as a guaranteed deal, you're never getting back. That's a year of lost wages. And so my guess is he shows up sooner rather than later. This is the opposite of the Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith once famously held out for a couple of games in the Cowboys look terrible without him, and everybody started opining, we got to have Emmett Smith. Steelers lost a game. Ben, Roth- ben Roethlisberger played poorly. They didn't lose a game. They tied a game, which feels like a loss because it's the Cleveland Browns. They, they didn't have Le'Veon Bell, and all anybody's talking about is Big Ben is hurt. Is Big Ben any good? No one's mentioning Le'Veon because James Conner, wins above replacement, is a lot lower than whatever the statistical wins above replacement might be seen to be. You can be right, you can be out of a job. You can be great, and you can be out of a job. If you overvalue yourself, if you overplay your hand. I mean, look, leading rushers don't win Super Bowls. The last 10, none of them have made the Super Bowl, nor have they made a conference championship game. Not one of them. It doesn't mean you don't want Le'Veon Bell. The others have never said they didn't want Le'Veon Bell. They just wanted him more on their terms. And based upon the CBA, they get him on their terms. And it seems like, anyway, well, it seems like a terrible deal. Right? 
But if he shows up and he signs that deal, he's going to make 13 point whatever million because it was supposed to be 14, but he lost 835,000 by sitting out last week. Like, I don't know. You grin and bear it for $13 million or you don't. That's up to you. Let's not act like a crime has been committed upon Le'Veon Bell by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's get to Steve DeSager, find out what else is going on in the world of sports. Steve, what do you got? We'll start with the NBA item of Oklahoma City guard Russell Westbrook having arthroscopic knee surgery. He'll be reevaluated in four weeks, so it looks like he'll miss the preseason. As for the NFL, Bills rookie quarterback Josh Allen will start Sunday. The officials, uh, official word from the Eagles that Nick Foles will be starting quarterback again this week. Bucks wide receiver Deshaun Jackson did not practice today. He's in concussion protocol and has an injured shoulder. Bucks defensive back Vernon Hargrave Graves goes on IR. Falcons running back Devontae Freeman missed practice with a sore knee. Atlanta will host Carolina on Sunday. Jacksonville running back Leonard Fournette did not practice today. A minor hamstring strain. The problem this week, he just did work off to the side. Could still play against New England on Sunday. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger says his bruised elbow will be fine. He plans on playing in Sunday's home opener against the Chiefs. Kansas City defensive back Eric Berry missed practice again with his heel injury. He also missed the team's opening win. The team says Berry is, quote, making progress. South Carolina has canceled its football game Saturday due to the hurricane. In Major League Baseball, one game in progress. San Francisco has lost 10 in a row. They're in a 1-1 tie, bottom of the sixth against the Atlanta Braves. The Mets had a rainout Monday. They're trying to play a doubleheader today to make it up, but the first game is in a rain delay at the start for about an hour and a half now, trying to host uh, Miami 4-2. Dodgers and Houston each got wins today. Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh as well. A 4-3 Pirates win at St. Louis. Cardinals offense with runners in scoring position went just three for 14. St. Louis will host the Dodgers for four starting tomorrow night against Clayton Kershaw. Back to you. Any of you guys ever sat through a rain delay? What would you say, Ramos? Well, not many rain delays in L.A. No, so I, I understand. Never had, yeah. No? No? Music? You, you, uh, Steve DeSager, yes. you sat through a rain delay? Absolutely. Where? Uh, Anaheim and L.A. There was a rain delay in Anaheim and in LA? It was years ago. It wasn't a rain out in LA. I don't think there's been one of those in almost 20 I thought they years. Ha- I thought they had one. Recently? I thought they had one two years. Was it two years ago when it rained all the time in Southern California? I remember the 88 championship season. They had three days in a row with rainouts, And almost, I mean, I'm tempted to say they've only had three rainouts since in the 30 years. But no, not many. Okay. A two-hour rain delay before they played Barry Bonds and the Giants once I was at. Huh. Fascinating. I've never, I mean, that, that's one of those, uh, huh, raining? Uh, they're putting the tarp on? Let's go. <laughs> I'm a terrible fan. I'm a terrible what fan. What about those lightning delays for football, though? Those are worse than the baseball rain delays. Yes, because there's nowhere you can go, right? Like, you have to go to the concourse. Yeah, or the student union building. Oh, just the the worst. And, and if and, there's more lightning, they restart the clock for the delay. Yes, and and you could actually like get struck by lightning and get killed as opposed to rain delays. Oh, that. Like just rain. Yes, yes, that. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, and football fans can rejoice because the NFL season is here. Week one is in the books. So, too, is Jerry Rice, quite simply, the greatest wide receiver of all time. And uh, he, along with uh, Marriott, given uh, NFL fans a chance to experience the game they love like never before with something called Marriott Moments. It lets fans take a punt. Pass and kick master class led by the Hall of Famer himself, Jerry Rice. You, what are you? What are you doing, Jerry? You're giving out all this information. I understand you're doing it because of Marriott, but you're going to give this ridiculous wealth of knowledge for free to some fans. Yes, I have this master class. 
and it's going to be the punt, pass, and kick. It's going to be December 17th in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, passing on some of the knowledge that uh, that I was able to, uh, some of the things I was able to do on the football field, and uh, making certain plays, making certain catches, you know, with the members. And it's going to be exciting because you know we're going to have a great time. But one thing about this, the members, you guys better be ready to work out. It's going to be it's going to be a little difficult. It's going to be intense because I only have one speed, and that is you know a hundred miles per hour. You know it's it's interesting. I, I do want to get to your thoughts on the first weekend in the NFL. But in regards to training, you know the hill that you used to run and others followed you in San Francisco is of course legendary. I just, I just wonder, like, what you had the ability to do was to push yourself through a normal person and even a great athlete's ceiling. You know, your body and your mind is telling you to stop. And, you know, you had just an incredible ability to push yourself in training before and even during the season. What, what should somebody think? Like, when, when your body's telling you, I'm done, stop. How do you push yourself through those limits? I think you have to put your body through that. And I think that was part of my training when I was really tired and I was exhausted and and I was hurting uh, to to have that extra, uh, you know, the infamous hill that I used to run was about two and a half miles up and the last 800 meters is straight uphill. So I think you have to push your, yourself uh, through that pain tolerance and once you do that, you can, you know, you can make those plays in the fourth quarter when you're tired uh, you know, doing big uh, football games. And uh, I think that's the reason why I was able to excel. The greatest wide receiver of all time, Jerry Rice, joining us on behalf of Marriott, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Chargers dropped three short touchdown passes. Your Niners dropped, uh, excuse me, Chargers dropped four. Niners dropped three. Um, what's your sense of, of why, especially a team like the Niners, they're playing on the road, Minnesota Vikings, super talented team, and, like, look, Garoppolo could have been better, but he could have been helped out more by his crew. Why do you think that the, the, the quality of drops we saw week one in the NFL? Well, first of all, you don't point fingers or do anything like that. You go back in and you continue to work. You know, I think with, uh, you know, Jimmy uh, Garoppolo, uh, he was trying to force the ball a little bit. He needed some help. Uh, you had receivers, uh, you know, dropping, uh, you know, footballs in the end zone. So these players, they're going to have to go out and they're going to have to just focus on the detail. And I, and I think that, that was something that we always did. You know, we didn't blame anyone. We didn't point any fingers. We just went in. We worked harder. And you've got to be able to capitalize when, when the ball uh, comes your way. Jerry Rice joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Do you think Jimmy G has it? Like, you know, you played with two Hall of Famers with – with, with with Joe Montana and Steve Young, do you think that Jimmy G, I mean, I don't know if they have it to that level, but you know what I'm talking about. Do they have the it that you need to be a, a Pro Bowl, all-pro level quarterback in San Francisco? Well, you know, we always talk about that it factor, and, and I think he has that. And he showed that last year. And But it, it's not. this just can't be about Jimmy G. Uh, I think with the Niners, they have to continue building around this guy to give him the support that he really needs to uh, – go out there and, and, and win football games. And you can't do that by, you know, dropping balls. You can't, you know, turn the ball over uh, as a running back uh, fumble or something like that. This league is a very tough league, and if you have way too many turnovers, you're not going to win football games. Many people regard Antonio Brown as the best currently 
in the league. Um, I'm wondering what you think of his, his skill set, how it, how it compares, how it contrasts to how you used to play. Uh, Antonio Brown, he works hard. He works hard. He comes to practice every day. Uh, he puts the time in, and, and I think that's the reason why he's uh, having so much success on the football field. And there's more to come from this guy. You know, he's hungry, and, uh, you know, like other receivers too, like Julio Jones, uh, Odell Beckham, all of these guys, you know, they, they really work a certain way, and, and I think it shows on the football field. Jerry Rice joining us. Um, with all the talk of Tom Brady and the eight Super Bowl appearances, it obviously brings up you know, thoughts of Joe Montana, uh, you guys uh, winning four Super Bowls. And, of course, um, you know, Joe Montana is a guy who, who never, lost a, never lost the big game. What, you know, to somebody who actually played with Joe, played with, with Steve Young, played with Jeff Garcia, uh, played against some of these kind of all-time greats in, in the biggest games in, uh, uh, you know, in, the, in the last decade or two, uh, give me your sense of what, what made, you know, to, to someone who says, well, Brady's the best because of the eight Super Bowls, what are your thoughts on how he compares to Montana? Well, I, I think Tom Brady is doing uh, a fantastic job. Uh, his career is unbelievable. We talk about two whole different, you know, two, uh, two whole different eras. Uh, you know, when, when Joe played the game, I, I think the game, uh, quarterbacks, they were not as protected. Uh, it was not more of, uh, I wouldn't say it was a passer league. And I think Tom Brady, when you look at Tom Brady, he looks just like Joe Montana. You can tell he probably, uh, you know, pulled up a lot of film on Joe and, uh, and, and, and he has the same tendencies when he's on the football field. Uh, he doesn't hold on to the ball long. Uh, he's going to be precise about everything. And he's going to make everybody better around him. So it's two totally different quarterback, but I, you know, quarterbacks. But I think Joe Montana, uh, he was just, you know, Joe Cool. He was exciting. Uh, he knew exactly what he wanted to do on the football field. He wanted to win championships, and uh, and but when you look at both those guys, you know, yeah, it, it's just unbelievable. Jerry, when when with with more plays and and less physicality as you point out you know not only is a quarterback less protect, uh, more protected wide receivers are more protected now and and you've talked about how how much how different the league is uh, during your various TV spots and of course with more plays and more passing yards leads to records falling how do you, how does that make you feel when when you see guys put up ridiculous numbers but because they're getting more opportunities in a uh, less physical league what's that like from your perspective well, you know, like I said, football is totally different now. It's more of a passer league, and you're going to have guys to put up outstanding numbers. And uh, even salaries, everything is going to be totally different. Uh, but, you know, I still love the game of football. I watch it. I support it. And, uh, you know, I want those Niners to go out there and do well, and also the Raiders. So, you know, I'm looking forward to this week because I feel like the Niners, they have a legitimate chance of getting a win against Detroit. And, you know, I think it's just it's awesome. All right, Jerry Rice joining us. Uh, thanks to the good folks at, at Marriott. Um, what are some of the other NFL experiences that are being offered? You talk about a master class that they can take from you uh, in which you're like, hey, they need to be in shape. G- give me one other uh, NFL experience that's being offered by the good folks at Marriott. Well, you got VIP access, uh, you know, and great seats to uh, NFL games like, say, in Mexico, in London, uh, all of those things. Uh, but, you, you know, it's, it's just about that. You can go to uh, moments.marriottrewards.com and get all that information. But I'm glad to uh, partner up with, uh, 
uh, Marriott uh, loyalty uh, programs. He's the greatest wide receiver of all time. He won three Super Bowls, a 13-time Pro Bowler, and, of course, a Pro Football Hall of Famer, the great Jerry Rice. Jerry, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate you joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. The Giants know exactly how to beat the Cowboys. You'll find out what they know next. Three, two, one. Coming up Thursday in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Greg Cosell breaks down all the quarterbacks that you want to know about, and R.J. Bell tries to make you some money. Plus, we got Thursday Night Football, Bengals, Ravens, two teams I think are a lot better than everybody else, but only one will be in first place in the AFC North. That's only in the Doug Gottlieb Show, only on Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We still got a couple weeks until we get those bizarre midweek college football games, right? The Wednesday college football games. And yet, like, day baseball, Doyers took care of the Reds. Uh, the Cardinals lost. So if you need your, your baseball kind of standings update, if you will, and the wild card standings, American League is set, but the A's are still two games back of the Yankees in terms of where that game will that one game will be played. But the A's have won five in a row. The Yankees have lost one, so it's two games. Only two games separate and plenty of time for them to catch them. Um, Brewers and Cardinals in the lead in the wild card with the Dodgers two games back of the Cards. The Cards lost today. The Dodgers won today. And Dimeback still three games back. And, of course, the Dodgers are still in hot pursuit in the NL West. The press. Let's get to Steve DeSager. Steve's going to run down as many sports stories of the day, and I'll react to them. It's called The Press here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Steve, what do you have? And the Dodgers start a four-game series in St. Louis head-to-head tomorrow with Clayton Kershaw on the mound. We were talking about rainouts. They went from those three straight rainouts, 1988. They went over a decade until their next rainout, 1999. Oh, wow. If you believe Wikipedia, they still haven't had one since 2000. A major oh! league record, nearly 1,500 straight home games yeah. without a rainout at Dodgers What's to say? Uh, was it Tony, Tony, Tony? It never rains in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Apparently not. Meanwhile, mm. they will have a game of football with the D.C. area's team, Redskins. Uh, but Washington Post saying it may not be a sell. You know, they've had, they say, a sellout streak of about 50 straight years with Redskins. Remember, they had the legendary long list of names on the waiting list for season tickets. Apparently, that no longer longer exists. But Washington Post said, as of yesterday morning, more than 3,000 seats unsold for the Redskins game this weekend. Are you still there? I think it's still a problem. Uh, There's a couple things that are interesting. One, do you remember a couple years ago, people were like, oh, they need to change the nickname. No, they don't. And they didn't. We moved on. This is, it does give hope to people who it becomes like social media warfare and guys get after him. And you're like, if you, if you just stick it out long enough, they'll move on to something else. It really will. In this country. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm actually pro I'm, I'm anti Dan Snyder pro Redskins nickname because the idea of the nickname was in fact to honor the native Americans. And I think most people take it as such even if the term itself, as used now, would be seen as derogatory. But we don't actually use it like, oh, do you think anybody? Nobody actually uses Redskins in a sentence. It's only known for that football team. Mm-hmm. Anyway. From the Redskins um, to the Cowboys. Well, hold yeah. on, one more. Yes. Um, I just don't understand. I understand why less people are going to the games. The product is so good on TV 
and it's such a hassle to get into the games. Yes. And you can't watch all these. Like, it's a 10 o'clock game. That means you can't watch the Eagles. You can't watch the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Saints, the Browns, the Texans, the Titans, the Packers and Vikings, right. the Chargers and Bills, right. the Panthers. The Falcons. <laughs> you can't watch any of them because right, right. you're stuck watching the Redskins play against the Indianapolis Colts pass. And then even if you get out of the stadium, you only see the second half. Of the second, yeah, game. you're taping right. and you're making it up all, all throughout Don't, you're, the You're rest that of guy. Week. Don't yeah. tell me what happened in the Giants Cowboys <laughs> game, okay? Okay. Someone's like, do you see that Odell Beckham? No, I can't believe no. you said something. Okay, how dare you actually say I saw it on TV before I watched it recorded? Okay. Dallas does host the Giants this Sunday night at Giant Safety Land, and Collins believe his teams have better shot of getting the win by making the Cowboys a one-dimensional offense forcing Dak to beat them quote we really got to focus on stopping Zeke if we do that put the ball in Dak Prescott's hands I think we have a better shot at winning I love it when I'm right I mean I I, I hate it when I'm wrong but I love it when I'm right I'm telling you that the, the story around the league is not just that their wide receivers are not great but it's that Dak Prescott is just not that dude that can make them look better than they actually are you know knowing what the main thing is Meanwhile, Tom Brady is going to be in Jacksonville this weekend, AFC title game rematch. That means Jalen Ramsey against Brady and Gronkowski. But Brady says it's going to be an emotional environment there, and I think everyone, when you play some of the best teams, you want to see how you measure up. And that defense has been ranked very high. It was all last year, and I can see why. Okay. Thank you. Defense is really good. I think the bigger question is the running game. Leonard Fournette's got a bad hammy. Does he play? And then, of course, you got the new look Patriots defense, which wasn't bad last week, but it wasn't great. Deshaun Watson missed on a bunch of throws. New England's a one-point favorite at Jacksonville. Hmm, home dogs, anybody? Anything else? This game matters a lot more to Jacksonville than it does New England. Oh, yes, massively. Fournette, by the way, they're calling it, the team, a minor hamstring strain. Josh Allen is going to be starting at quarterback, the rookie first-rounder against the Chargers in Buffalo this weekend. Of course, last year's starter against the Chargers in L.A. was Nathan Peterman for Buffalo, and he threw five interceptions first half. He had that type of game. This uh, past week in the opener. He had a Blutarski, right? 0.0 QBR. A zero quarterback rating pulled down 40 to nothing in the opener. Yes! And yes! they don't have other quarterbacks, by the way, no, on the 53 yeah. or, or the practice squad. Yeah. yeah. So it's Josh Allen, the guy. Yes. He is officially the dude. Georgia State head coach Sean Elliott says he suffered a torn right biceps while celebrating a touchdown during last weekend's loss to didn't, NC State. Yeah, didn't they get blown out? They scored the first touchdown and lost 41-7. to So surgery okay, so coming they, up for a tear on Monday. So we that's, just kind of hit the wall. the coach's version of the, uh, which uh, which of the kicking brothers was it? It was oh, Grammatica. Uh, Martin Grammatica? It was Martin Grammatica who tore both ACLs celebrating a made field goal. Yeah, the jump. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Georgia State has a game Friday night at Memphis. I guess weather permitting for the entire South, we have to say. Georgia State's right across from uh, Turner Broadcasting. It's a huge, and didn't they take over Turner Field too, right? That's their home field now? Oh, Georgia State did, real? I think yeah, so. Yeah, because the Braves, of course, so. moved recently. Failed. The Russell Westbrook news, arthroscopic surgery on the right knee today, likely missing the entire preseason because he won't be reevaluated for another four weeks. Today is September 12th. The opener is October 16th They, they, they can State. make this out to he's just cleaned things up. It's no big deal. But the fact that it's four weeks before he's reevaluated, that means it's more than just a minor scope, minor clean-out. And remember, here's a guy that like all these guys that that hoop and put out that video of all they do in the in the in the off season. Like, 
his body's so important. Remember how, how much he struggled to come back from the last time he was scoped with the meniscal tear. That's tough news for a guy who he's, he's arguably the best athlete in sports. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right, uh, R.J. Bell tomorrow and uh, Greg Cosell breaking down quarterbacks tomorrow. We'll get you ready for Thursday Night Football on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DUG. That's DUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 